You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Hey, what's happening out there? It's Brian House here for Work For It, episode number 10. We are enjoying cocktails this evening and thank you so much for bringing us into your workshops and into your lives and if you could go out and to your favorite uh, favorite podcast uh, feed and give us a rating if you can give us a five star rating that would be great and uh, anyway today we are joined in the studio with my main man Mr. Trent Hill howdy folks and my beautiful lovely wife hi guys Sarah and also one of my good friends, Mr. Nick Tobin from Pickle Cutters. Hey, what's going on, guys? So the, these episodes, we're, we're in the middle of quarantine right now. So um, and some, some people like to think that the quarantine is sort of um, voluntary. You don't have to do it. And then, you know, there's other ideas and concepts out there about who should be doing what or whatever. I live in the beautiful state of Florida, and we're a prime example of what happens when people just decide to do whatever the hell they want to do. And so now the more uh, people are kind of enjoying their freedom, we're kind of uh, at the forefront of the news of the coronavirus quarantine. So things are looking a little bleak in Florida right now. And uh, I'm sure a lot of people all over the world are feeling the exact same way. And uh, and so what I thought about doing when I think about doing the podcast, I start thinking about why I listen to podcasts. And it's because uh, I like learning and in, 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 like sort of like bringing people into my studio without actually having to see anybody. You know, I can just like, you know, bring them in, listen to them. It's a one way conversation and it, and, and it brings joy and entertainment into my life. So hence drinks on the house was born. Trent and I came up with this conversational tone that we thought, you know what? Why don't we just pop a cork? have a drink uh and and in nick's case maybe uh, not alcohol related maybe some other substances are involved like uh like a little uh, mary jane a little green i know a little bit about nick and he lives in canada where that's a that's not illegal so everybody just calm down relax and uh we're all adults and, uh, here we're all adults here and we're all canadians at heart yeah, yeah exactly right on yeah i was actually born american 
<laughs> That's right. You were born in uh, where? Maine. In, in Maine. Yeah. yeah you can Maine. actually see Maine right from well, almost like across the river from your place, right? Yeah, literally. Like I look out the front window and I see USA. So I find it interesting because I tried to send you something in the mail, right? And this is this is a, a kind of a funny story. So on uh, like any particular day, I get orders from all over the world, and and then we ship stuff out uh, like stickers and things, like light packages. And uh, so on the same day, I sent stickers to South Africa and to the UK and to Canada. And guess which package got there last, like way last? Would have been mine. Canucca it would have been yours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. Nice. That would be it. <laughs> it's, 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 it was like, wait a minute. So I'm, I'm getting these messages from South Africa and the UK. My buddy Sindrium, the UK. He's like, dude, I got my stickers. This is great. And I'm thinking, Nick hasn't gotten his freaking stickers yet. I sent him the, the, that freaking same day. And it took like almost two more weeks. Yeah, exactly. I got them like two weeks after everybody else got them. I'm pretty sure I could have drove them to you faster. Oh, definitely. That's like a maybe 30-hour trip. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. The Mounties probably had so, to search your package, make sure there wasn't anything good in it. <laughs> no contraband. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I find that really, really odd because I tried to ship a couple of grinders to Canada, just to, like parts and stuff. T I tell you and, what. Uh, it was I'll cost more to ship it yeah. than it would be to build it almost. I tell you what, I'll, I'll send you some stuff from McMaster Car if you'll send me uh, some Timbits. <laughs> a deal. <laughs> what the I, hell is I, a Timbit? I can't guarantee how, uh, how first they'll be once they get there because uh, I'm shipping. Just vacuum pack I, them. They'll be fine. Yeah, it should What's, be fine. You have to educate me because I don't know what a Timbit is. It's a... Uh, it's kind of like a donut, but it's the center of the donut, if you want to say. Mm. Yeah, what, it's a, what it's we just, call it's just a ball of donut. It's a donut <laughs> from Timmy Hortons. Yeah, from Timmy Hortons. Yeah, from Tim Hortons. Oh, Tim Bits. I yeah, you guys have Tim Hortons in the states now, right? Yeah, yeah, we yeah. Do. But they it's have, like they Wisconsin like and Minnesota. Right on. Yeah, we don't uh, we don't have it down here, but uh, we do get the coffee is sold in our grocery stores down here. Okay, like, so you could get the grounds. You can get the grounds. But any good American knows that if you drink coffee in America, you drink Dunkin' Donuts coffee because that's I what we got I had my fair here. share. Yeah, it's good coffee. No, you I'm drink Black right Rifle now. Coffee Company. Yeah. Black Rifle is good. My sister, uh, she has a coffee company with my brother-in-law in, -law in uh, Wisconsin called Torquey Coffee, and that's my favorite. You know, you, I, I really like that coffee. You need to send me a link so I can check it out. Yeah, they're yeah, like a yeah, fourth generation coffee roaster, and they uh, they bought an old Pabst Blue Ribbon bottling plant uh, up in Sheboygan Falls, and uh, they they roast. They're like a serious contender now. They roast uh, six hundred pounds an hour, so they're uh, they're they're like getting up there in big time. So I'll they that and what I like about their coffee is is it's fresh. I mean, when you get it, it's like roasted within a day or two. You know, nice. I'll uh, send you some of the monastery coffee whenever they start producing. Yeah, that monastery photo you put up on Instagram was super interesting. It was the one they're building out uh -huh. by you. Yeah, it's uh, what's that all about? I I don't know. I didn't I didn't realize that we had any uh, Benedictine monks anywhere in the area, and they just popped up a couple years ago. 
said they were going to build a monastery. They really hadn't gotten anywhere because, uh, well, I mean, it's just, uh, it's a rough area to build in because it's basically dirt on top of boulders. Right. And they had contracted with two or three different uh, construction companies and they weren't making any headway. So the monks actually went out and purchased their own uh, construction equipment and they started doing all of the all of the stuff and they they took over construction and they've been knocking it so out the, of the park ever since so the church itself the people that are employed yeah, there the monks. they just started they started doing the work themselves mm-hmm. interesting well, I don't. I I I never seen anything like that in my entire life. It was like absolutely stunning photos. You can find Trent's Instagram at three oh seven driftwood. By the way, go out and check out his uh, his Benedictine monk monastery. Photos. I might have to pull that out of archive because I think I oh, did, I was kind of oh, I was kind of going through uh, my feed and anything that didn't get very many likes. I was just pulling it out. Don't do that. Leave it up there. You should always leave it up there. Any good stuff, just leave it up there and let it let your feed like populate quantity. Not because it's good. not good to others that it ain't good for you. Yeah, I mean it'll it takes a little bit of time, but you start getting people interested in what you're doing, and your feed will start to grow. And uh, I don't know. I just post whatever I feel like now and just put it up there and share with the world because so many people are out there just kind of like chilling and i've noticed like a real uh upsurge said in surge upsurge i don't know the surge. surge um of people that you can tell people are getting they're like climbing the walls you know they want to talk they want to hang out and uh i'm getting i'm making a lot of friends uh, from, you know, people from all over the country and the world. And we chat on WhatsApp and all of that and talk and share ideas. And right now, if you go out to my Instagram, you can see the, the knives that I'm working on right now, which is, um, they're the Japanese style. And I can never think of the name of what they are, what the, you know, what the term is, but, um, uh, this is a collaboration between myself and a and a and another knife maker uh, and a chef knife maker. He is uh, his name is Ben's Bites. You can find him on Instagram at Ben's Bites, and uh, he just reached out and was like, "Hey, man, we should do a knife collaboration. This would be amazing." And um, I'll make the handles, you make the blades, and I was like, "Oh, sweet!" Because I've never done uh, wah handles before or octagon style handles. And um, the handling handle work is probably my least favorite part of the process. I really like the steel work. So uh, the bladesmithing portion of it. So it works out really well. And he's up in um, somewhere in Massachusetts near Boston, I think. So that led uh, led me down a whole rabbit hole of, you know, digging up uh, different ways of working with uh, this style of knife. I'd never done a hidden tang before, so I'm working, you know, in that process. And then, um, of course, I had to, you know, test out my plasma cutter. So I used my Langmuir Systems Crossfire Pro to cut out all the knife blanks, which was which was a learning experience. So it was pretty cool. So uh, anyway, so you found that the the edges around your uh, cutouts were hardened. 
Yeah. So I, so when I, when I started cutting out the, these knife blanks, the first thing I do, I like to texturize the blades. I wanted to, you know, beat them up with a ball peen hammer and kind of give a hammered look. And I started beating on these knives, the one knife, the one I'm working on right now. And it cracked and it cracked yeah. like hard. Yeah. You were doing a cold hammer on it, cold hammer on it. And yeah. I've done, see, I thought, you know, ah, it didn't get that hot, you know, but here's what I didn't consider. It's sitting on a water table, right? True. So what was happening was the plasma would heat up the steel and then it would immediately cool it with the water. So it essentially quenched that steel, even though it probably would never hold an edge or anything like that. It was just hard enough to crack. Even with the without water, um, my blanks get cut out by a laser CNC and uh, they harden all the way around the blank as well. So how do you, what do you do? Do you anneal them after you get them I, back? What I do is I, um, I gave myself some extra girth to my blades, if you want to say, so I could just clean that off with the belt grinder with my 2 by 72 See, Brian, so I how, how Well, see, I know. Everybody says I should do this, but well, I feel that's like. That's what I've been doing since the beginning. The, the, the problem it is. It defeats is the any, purpose a little Unless bit. you're using a water jet, any kind of cutting process that uses heat is going to will harden yeah you're going to have a heat affected zone yeah yeah definitely especially high carbon steel because uh i had my uh my tool rest cut out on the laser cnc and that did not harden but those but are my blanks i could steel, literally right? take my blanks and use them as a file if i had to on the edge yeah yeah, yeah. well what i did was uh i chatted with my buddy mike lavalley who is uh i don't know if you guys follow him on instagram but he's He's a prolific knife maker. He, I sent him a grinder. He's in Fort Polk, um, Louisiana. And uh, I said, hey, you know, what's the best way to anneal this stuff? Because when, whenever you Google annealing high-carbon steel, there's a lot of really mixed information out there. because, And most people don't even discuss it because when you buy high-carbon steel, it comes annealed, right? It's not – there's no purpose in annealing it. So uh, most people don't need to do it, I guess. And um, he said what he does is he throws any like scrap steel, any mild steel, whatever it might be, and his blades into his forge, cranks that thing up. It's a super red hot, uh, you know, gets everything inside cherry red and then just closes the door and uh, lets it cool overnight. And that's what I did. And those things were super soft. I mean, I could hit them with a file and, you know, round over my edges and everything. It was super easy. Yeah, it was no, definitely. perfect. That's, the way, that's pretty much the best best way of doing it. You just get hey. everything nice and hot and close off the forge and let it cool down overnight. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that that worked really well. And I, I am ha- happy to say that I can beat the living snot out of these things and they do not crack, which is yeah. which is great. So. I'm actually uh, one of the one of the things I wanted to talk to you, Nick, about was uh, f- first and foremost for anybody that doesn't know who Nick is. Uh, Nick has a, 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 a very new knife company called Pickle Cutters, which, by the way, you're going to have to explain the name of Pickle Cutters because we're all interested. <laughs> and every time I hear Pickle Cutters, I think of this joke that somebody told me years ago. But um, uh, and then and then I'm really interested in your story. You know, where you and I have discussed this, but I think it's inspiring to hear someone talk about 
their their sort of metamorphosis into being thrown into a situation where you had to go make money and you had to kind of climb up and figure something out and you're a classic example of that so give us a little like you know give us the uh, the cliff notes on on who you are and kind of how you got started all right okay well pickle cutters we'll start with that pickle is my nickname i'm the guy who everybody calls pickle uh, I've had the nickname since I was like three, so make that what thirty-seven years. Um, and when I started making knives, I was cutting myself left and right. So just talking with friends and whatever, pickle cutters came up. You know, I talking with a couple of friends looking for examples for a business name. You know, because I wanted to get into making knives after I made like four or five, and the demand seemed to be there. So I was working with with a uh, repurposed steel pretty much i was doing uh, the old sawmill sawmill blades uh doing all that good stuff <clears throat> getting everything done then it came down to the business name which would turned out to be pickle cutters and it fit me well pretty much like everybody knows pickle around here so i said why not so i started with the uh, with the covid when that hit i got laid off from work Started grinding out some blades because I needed something to do to keep busy. You know, we couldn't go snowboarding no more. The hill was closed. Uh, everything was shut down. There was nothing going on. So instead of uh, going insane, I had to say sane and uh, made nice. And it just blew up from there. Things went I, crazy. <laughs> I, I so So you were making knives before, but just like as a hobby, right? Like you I had literally made maybe five five or six knives like maybe six years ago i got into bushcrafting and i was like oh let's make a knife you know because you start looking stuff up on youtube and bushcrafting well you make your own tools and everything and this and that so it's like all right i gotta learn how to make a knife so to make a knife i needed to make a forge so i learned how to make a forge i made a paint can forge with some good old map gas tanks and uh i worked with that for maybe like i said five or six blades and then I didn't touch it again after that until COVID, till recently. And and you went all in. So yep. I I know a little bit about how you started, but this I think people will find this fascinating. So tell me about your first big steel purchase. That would have been my my uh, from free given saw blades. <laughs> to a full four by 10 sheet of 1095 steel 316 thick. Wait, uh, let's say that one, let's say, <laughs> let's say that again. A full four foot by, by 10 foot, 10 foot yep. sheet of, of 1095. What, of 1095 steel. And yep. how thick was it? 316. So 0.187 yep. and, and I don't even know, first and foremost, where you would buy something like that. I mean, where do you, you can't just walk into like a big box store and yeah, get I went that. to Walmart. Yeah. Like no. <laughs> Home Depot carries that or what? <laughs> no, uh, there's a uh, good friends of the family here locally. They own a, uh, a uh, metal manufacturing shop. They build all kinds of big equipment and like parts for bridges. And, you know, it's a very, very high scale shop. And uh, when I started making knives, I, you know, hardware store we have here, it's low end stuff pretty much, you know, it's all budget blades and bits and everything. So I needed drill bits and I wanted something that would go through steel. <laughs> so I went and saw Mario at the shop at Max Steel 
and uh, they hooked me up with some blades. But when he with some bits, I mean, I'm sorry. But when he asked me what I was doing, I told him that I was trying to drill through some saw blades to get my pins in through the things. So uh, he's like, I got an idea for you. So he offered to cut my blanks out on the CNC with the laser, have all my holes pre-cut and everything on my handles, you know, come up with some drawings. We'll, we'll draw them up on CAD and we'll, we'll work with you. So uh, they hooked me up with that. And then when things started getting busy and I was looking for saw blades, he's like, well, how about we look into getting you some metal? So I looked into it with them and uh, we got some prices on different materials and I decided to go with the 1095 because it's good steel to work with and it's easy to work with. And I had all the mill tests and everything with it. So I was like, all right, go for it. So as, a, as I go and I need product, they cut my blanks out and I pay my bill at the end of the month. <laughs> Pretty much it. So you buy this whole sheet, they hang on to it for you. Yep. And, and then uh, as you need it, uh, they cut, you know, you send them the drawing and then they, yep. they laser cut. If it's a cut. custom drawing, I send them the, the CAD file. I draw them all with knife print myself. And uh, they cut them out for me. And if I need an order, like uh, I just put an order in today for uh, 12 more blanks. And they're all by number. So if, say if I need three number twos, well, I give them three number twos and two number seven. So, yeah. so, so on. Yeah. yeah. That, sounds, that sounds like a really good system. So, yeah. If you're a, if you're a young or an or a new knife maker, take some advice from Nick. You know the he he went out and uh, you know maybe don't buy a four by ten foot sheet of ten ninety five. You know of course, but but it, you know he went out and found somebody to help him and basically worked with a company that could assist him in laser cutting and doing all those things. Um, uh, and also you mentioned knife print, right? You're you're yeah. using knife print to draw up your your uh, your my, profiles. My designs, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, I've been working with that for, uh, well, ever since you talked about having me on the podcast, I needed a computer and I don't have cable. I don't watch TV. I don't really mess around with computers. So I went and found a computer and then I was like, well, if I'm going to have a computer, I'm going to try to figure something out to, you know, make the best out of it. And I found out about knife print and I bought it. Yeah. Knife print was uh, inadvertently the reason why I do this podcast now, uh, I, I, I did a knife print knife talk build along with uh, the guys over at the knife talk podcast. And then I uh, vlogged about it on my YouTube channel. And then um, Craig Lockwood, who is the uh, the founder of the Makery Network, uh, ha- had seen a couple of my pieces. I had tagged him in some stuff on Instagram and uh he said uh, eventually when he was working out um, his network ideas he had a couple of them and and eventually settled on the makery network which is a podcasting network uh he he approached me and said hey i'd love to have you join the the crew and i was one of the original podcasters the original eight that were uh, assigned to the makery network now there's many more so if you're ever interested in finding content and to listen to while you're working in your workshop go to makery.network and you can look at all of the amazing shows that are listed there and you can find something that's really good to listen to something that is made by fellow makers and uh and and as you know nick all of the the things that are happening to you 
you know, these people that were approaching you and saying like, hey, I can help you and I'll, you know, laser cut or whatever. That's a result of the relationships that you built with those people. Yes. Yes. Like I said, they're good friends of the family. We've been, uh, this guy is a large supporter of our local uh, judo school and uh, which my little brother happens to be part of is a black belt. I don't know how many degrees he's Canadian national champ, the whole nine yards. And uh, there's actually the Max Steel tournament every year, which he sponsors and his kids as well, too. They're all into judo, all his four children, and they're all champions as well, too. So, you know, they've been in the circle ever since my little brother's been, I don't know, I think eight or so, maybe nine. But uh, like I said, good, close friends of the family, and they were were there to help us out, you know, and they helped us out back in the day, too, with my little brother's heart issues and surgeries and all that. And like I said, just good people, small town, good people. So uh, you, you it, now I know that you live in Canada, just on the other side of the border and uh, from Maine. Yep. Uh, wh- where, where, where exactly is it? Like, what's the name of the town? It would be called Clare, New Brunswick. Clare, New Brunswick. Yeah, okay. C-L-A-I-R. Okay. And uh, so fun stuff to do up there. Snowboarding, <laughs> knife making. Hunting, fishing. Hun- hunting, fishing. The, yeah, foraging. There's plenty of wild resources out there for us to to indulge and enjoy sure sure. scenery is beautiful you know we got all the lakes we got you know there's so much to do that you can't get to do in a city and i lived the city life for almost about nine years and when i moved back to canada in 2007 i told myself never ever again am i going anywhere unless it would be like alaska or somewhere like that (laughs) i'm sticking around here yeah, I live in a I live in an urban jungle for the most part. That's covered yeah. in palm trees, and you know we have nice beaches and such. But it, it's a great spot. I mean, I I'm not complaining. Florida is a great spot, and uh, but uh, I do I grew up kind of like how you're you're describing. I grew up in the country on a farm, yeah. and uh, you know there's days where I miss it. And I think at some point in my life, I will probably move you know a way i'll live in florida i'll probably always have a place here but i you know i'll eventually have a spot probably somewhere up in uh, up north somewhere but uh i you do check out it. vermont oh yeah and vermont, vermont is beautiful, is beautiful. Yeah. yeah lots of good folk up there too yeah lots it kind of cool reminds me of here where i'm from yeah yeah small good, little good towns people. low population no crime Things are easy I, I can't help yeah, but think the, of uh, Super Troopers every time I think of Vermont. <laughs> oh, my God. That's one of my Amazing favorite movie. movies. Oh, it's one of my favorite. We're just heading up to Canada, yeah, for some, what does he say, for some some fries and gravy poutine. or something like that? Yeah, some poutine. Poutine, yes. Yeah, poutine. And he's like, he's like, almost made it. I love it. The snozberries taste like snozberries. I can't pull over any any further. I'm as far over as I can go. (laughs) Did you say meow? (laughs) (laughs) So just uh, speaking of snozberries, what is everyone drinking or perhaps smoking this evening? I'm not drinking. Uh, I was smoking, not smoking right now. You're a you're a you you like to consume um, THC marijuana yes. cabbage, the Mary yes. Jane the yes. the, the, the green devil's cabbage lettuce, the devil's the, lettuce the devil's lettuce yes the, the devil's <laughs> lettuce and and you even have and now I would you're you educated me on this by the way because um, I don't smoke uh, weed I did years ago you know but it's been twenty some years since I I've done it but the 
in Canada, they've changed the law, right? So yes, now you can you can smoke it what recreationally or yeah, recreationally completely. You're allowed okay. possession, personal possession of thirty grams of marijuana on you. Thirty grams. So that's just over an ounce, okay. right? Yeah, it's just over an ounce. It's pretty much so you can go to the store, buy an ounce, and buy a couple pre-rolls and get away with having more than an ounce. All right, so what's an ounce cost in Canada? Like of good stuff, like uh, something that... um, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, say if you go to the the dispensary that's government-run, they have, like, three different categories. You know, they have the the swag, if you want to say the mids and the highs. And uh, they actually have some, like, I find that there's no point in paying 50 bucks for an eighth of weed because it says it's 23% THC when you could get a whole ounce for 140 bucks and it's like 17% THC. Like to me, it doesn't even make a difference because I've been smoking since a young age, but uh, it's just nonsense to buy the expensive stuff to me. So I just go with the lower price stuff. It's very satisfying anyways, to be honest. It's the natty light of weed. Actually, I, I <laughs> the Molson. To be honest with you, I've seen a lot of that higher end weed, if you want to call it that, from the store, and it's just dried up bud because nobody buys it. Oh, right on! It's nothing fresh, pretty much. I, you know, you look at the packaging date on it, and it's like eight months old. To as where the lower price stuff is like yeah. a month old. I want to go back to something you said earlier. You said the government run dispensaries. Yep. Yes. Sir. So here, in Canada, here in New Brunswick, yeah, you have, you have like who who runs it? Is it the it's city the, government okay, or the, the liquor commission? Okay, so it's like the ATF uh, here. No, it's, it's well, no, yeah, they're, it's, they're the ones that it's like more are, like an ABC store. Oh, like a liquor store. That is, but yeah, like a liquor store. <laughs> yeah, well, down down in the states, uh, especially a lot of the a lot <laughs> of the me. southern states on the eastern seaboard. They have state-run liquor stores, so they're yeah. ABC stores is what they call them. Yeah, we have okay. those here in Florida. Oh, See, yeah. the ones that are responsible for our liquor stores here, which is provincially ran, is the same people that take care of Cannabis NB as well. I actually worked wow. for them when uh, when they legalized it, October 17th, uh, what was it, uh, 2018 or 17? I forgot, whatever year, doesn't matter. But um, I was part of the first uh, employees of the uh the legalization uh, here in canada you jumped right in you're like hey I, this is the job for me I didn't Hi, even my jump name in, is man they hired me i didn't even <laughs> go looking for the job seriously <laughs> so they're like okay we're gonna open a dispensary get nick on the phone right away yeah, well, you'll know exactly kinda, how to yeah, set when this they up. hired their managers their managers happened to know who i was pretty well so we're like yeah this guy knows what he's talking about we want him <laughs> you are plugged in <laughs> yeah let's just put it this way training was very very easy <laughs> yeah you're like okay let me show you guys how to roll a joint this yeah, is how yeah. it's done yeah. and it was pretty crazy because we couldn't even say the word joint or uh, pot uh, weed you couldn't say uh, this stuff will get you high. You know, you had to use all the appropriate terms because we we're supposed to be there for the public safety and education right. of all the newcomers to the smoking weed and whatnot. So you couldn't say you had to say like a pre-rolled marijuana cigarette. <laughs> and what I find even more ironic is that your girlfriend, or is it your wife? Is <laughs> no, she's a cop, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah she's, she's a, a cop. cop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that was the whole. That, that was the whole 
funny part about it too is when it <laughs> became legal you know she'd swing by on my break with the cop car and i'd be outside he's like all right gotta go back to work and sell you're, some weed you're now. dating a mountain <laughs> oh my god <laughs> uh, no she's not a mountain she's a uh a municipal cop she's a uh, city cop in Edmonton. the closest city to the town where i'm from. okay so many jokes. So many jokes. So many opportunities. Lots there. of jokes there. <laughs> Lots of jokes in that one. This is a movie waiting to be written, by the way. Anybody that wants to write a movie about Nick, I'd watch that movie all day long. <laughs> I want 20%. That's it. I mean, <laughs> 1% royalty. Now, now you need we'll to create you. a knife called a pig sticker. <laughs> I don't get the joke, Trent. You're going to have to fill me in. You didn't in get here. that, Brian? Come on. No, I, I don't know. Oh, oh. I get it now. Whoosh. The yeah, pig give sticker. It a, give I it a boink, pink boink. handle with some fur trim. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? Is I'm actually making her a knife for nice. her I actually just started it today, and uh, it's going to have pink nice. liners. <laughs> and what kind of knife is it? Is it's it a, like a it's kitchen a genuine knife? Or is it? Yeah, it's a kitchen cutter. knife. Yes, definitely a genuine pickle cutter, and it's a... Uh, it's, I don't know. It's just a design I whooped up, kind of went with a Santaku, but gave it more of a swoop at the handle. I don't know. It's pretty neat. Yeah. I yeah. think I posted it earlier today on my uh, on my group page. Okay. I'll do a, yeah, we'll I'll, check it out. Yeah, don't, we'll and I was making another one to some kind of custom camp cleaver that I got don't, a order don't for. Don't give her any you guys all to cut your gherkin. No, 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 no. I wouldn't want to be in a pickle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So to, today on the uh, Bladesmith uh, Bladesmithing for Beginners Facebook page, I posted something because somebody was asking what kind of steel everybody uses for uh, for you know whatever whatever the, he's making kitchen knives and he wanted to know if you know yeah that's what it was fifty one to or fifty two one hundred he was w- wanting to use and I just wrote in there like have you have you met our Lord and Savior ADCRV two because if you haven't you really should and then so Nick dives in Jesse from Mountain Prevail. Mike Lavalley, like all these people just like dive in real quick and they're all just like commenting, yes, ADCRV2, and it became a whole thing. So uh Nick, you you've never worked with ADCRV2, but I, I, I highly suggest it. It doesn't come in. I metric. highly suggest it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't sell it in metric sizing. But they, it, it's essentially to a Swiss tool steel. They used to sell it as like 1080 plus or something okay. like that. So it's real similar to like what you're working with now, but it's um, like if you've ever watched any of Jesse's stuff on YouTube, uh, Mountain Prevail, uh, he, yes, I have. yeah, so he uses it exclusively and he just did a, um, like a hardness test, like a, like a, a he did like a brutal uh, test with his, his bushcraft. Yeah, that took that he some makes. balls. Sorry to interrupt, but that took some that balls. That took some serious he beat balls. beat the living shit out of that knife and it, and then like <laughs> shaved the hair on his arm. I was like, wow, that's confidence in your product yeah. right there. It, it most definitely is because th- those blades they can just take a beating. And I've used ten ninety five and fifty two one hundred, and and it's there. It's good steel, but there's something about eighty CRV two that just and it's super simple to heat treat. I'm gonna have to get a few bars. Yeah, get some bars of it and yeah, try it for out. Sure. Yeah, I like to. I like to. Preach. I, I hear that. I hear that. Uh, the secret up there is you got to coat everything in uh, maple syrup before you heat treat. <laughs> yes, it makes such a sweet blade, Trent. You don't even know. <laughs> super sweet, super sweet. Yeah, super sweet and sharp. Well, so 
I wanted to share something with you guys, and uh, and and this is something that I've been wanting to do for a long period of time, and I've not had uh, really the audience or people who I could feel like very comfortable sharing with this like this type of information with. So I figured, why not do it on the podcast? Well, so you the other day virginity. I'm on Reddit. <laughs> yeah, Sarah, good for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> finally, good job. <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> it was just okay. Yeah. Hey, I'm, he I'm just learning. I'm learning. <laughs> yeah, I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm a new. I'm a newcomer to this thing. So, uh, so I'm on Reddit. I'm reading a thread about uh, about uh, uh, people in Europe, uh, it's primarily Europe, and maybe in Canada too. Because I don't know. Maybe uh, Nick, you can fill it's me like in. Europe, Junior. Uh, but they're. Yeah, a little bit because you speak French, right? Uh, yeah, for sure. Nick. No, definitely. I speak. Yeah, French. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so tell me about the bidet. Uh, the bidet. We don't have a bidet here in Canada. I had so to nobody think for uses a second the bidet. What the bidet was. <laughs> okay. <laughs> part of my you, French, I just you, swore. Can we swear here? <laughs> you can definitely swear. Okay, you, because I've been holding back yeah. a whole. No, lot no, don't worry started. about it. This is worse than having to pee for me right now. This is the Please longest. Please yourself. <laughs> yeah, this is the longest I've heard you not say the f the, word. The bidet. <laughs> I know. We talked on the phone, and I had to message him and say, "Hey, dude, I'm sorry for swearing so much." The bidet. <laughs> I had no what? clue. I don't know. You could have you been are some Canadian religious. Yeah, you could have been some, you know, preacher for all I knew. I didn't know. Yeah, well, and shit. I'm on the phone. You didn't know. I, Pre- preach away. it, brother. You didn't know I was going to pick up the phone call. I, you didn't know I was going to pick up the phone and call you. No, I had when no we clue. were talking because we, uh, Nick, the, how I n- met Nick was in the grinder form or something, and he was building a grinder, and I was just like, "Fuck it, man, I'm going to call. I'm calling Nick." And I and I picked up the phone and I called him, and and then he was like, "I can't believe you just like picked up the phone." I'm like, "Dude, I this is so much simpler to just have this conversation rather than try to type it all out." I mean, I can shit. I can barely read anyway. Spe- but, speaking yeah, of shit, club, man. can we get back to the bidet, the uh, the communal <laughs> right, fountain right, yeah. bunghole? Yeah. So, yes, uh, we don't have bidets here in Canada. We used, I find to, have, we used to have outhouses back in the day. Like, my mom used to use one when she was younger, oh, yeah. but I never seen was, that is either. Is that when you Actually, guys used time, to wipe yes. your asses with seals? No, we don't have seals here. <laughs> Not on the East Coast. <laughs> the fuck, Dread? <laughs> so, all right. So I'm reading this thread about about these attachments that you can buy for your toilet, right? So, uh, which bidet and toilet, I might add, are both French toilet? words. So yeah, it's, I find it very... I find it very odd that in Canada that you do not have a bidet. Well, but, right, to be so fair, he's go. not in Quebec. That those those are the true French bastards. So, I, I, to be honest with you, I couldn't even tell you if they were true French because they're as bad as we are now. They they speak English as much French. To be honest, you go to Montreal and it, it, like you you guys could go to Montreal and go to any store you want, and you'll be served better in English than in French. No kidding. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because it's people from all over the world that are working. That's there. good because my French consists literally of culinary terms. Okay, cuisine. <laughs> uh, yes, cuisine. So, so you can. I don't know if you guys know this, but you can buy an attachment oh, for yes. your toilet. Melissa right? and I were looking into it, it when so, the whole TP crisis of 2020 I, started. I knew you would. Ha- I knew 
you would have information on this because I somehow <laughs> knew and I did not bring it up because I was like, you know what? Fucking Trent is going to know some shit about a tr- uh, about, about a attachment that goes on your toilet that sprays water on yeah. your butthole. So, you know, me, I, 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 so I like anyway, to keep so I, it clean. Hey, man, let me just tell you, I bought one of these things. Took me what, Sarah, 10 minutes to hook it up. Not, it's not very the long. aiming procedure. Right. Yeah. That's what gets you. Let me tell you something, Trent. You actually bought this? I bought this he thing bought on Amazon. <laughs> they like, ship it to your house. It's like an e-brake when you're sitting <laughs> yeah, there. It's it like is. on the side and it's like <laughs> It literally like looks like that. So so as you're yeah. as you're uh, drifting, <clears throat> leaving skid marks, you just pull up on that e-brake. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it looks like it looks like the little dial on your turn signal that yeah. turns on your washer your windshield yeah. wiper did you plumb yours to your hot water design. for your sink no because you don't you don't uh, want to get the old taint to blast a fucking room temperature water right. that is uncomfortable let me tell you something about the bidet this little attachment it's it's just a it's it weighs nothing it's like a piece of plastic it's got a couple of valves on it that was my first comment by the way yeah, she Greg. wanted a hot no, water no, hookup let's back up i didn't want anything this i bought was it a before surprise. sarah knew this anyway. was a surprise purchase <laughs> surprise <laughs> i got you a bidet no it's more like <laughs> it's more like brian where's the toilet the paper he's oh surprise <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right we he's like i got it i got this bidet and you I'm get like, a drip drive from now on tell me <laughs> i was just like please tell me it's one of the ones that at least has a hot water hookup and he's like no it's cold water and i was super we live in bent florida. out of shape right correct there's no such thing as cold water in florida well let's exist. get real like True. the cold like room temperature run, coming out of the faucet and like yeah. your body when you've been sitting and especially your nether while, regions that's two different things which are used right. to a, Imagine a, a warmer like, temperature than you know like your toes or right i find it like, refreshing let's just so get you real know. yeah <laughs> so <laughs> i was immediately a little bit bent out of shape that this happened and it was going to be this cold water scenario okay go ahead all right so i'm so glad i came on tonight <laughs> yeah, yeah well i knew you were gonna enjoy am, this conversation i did not know that this was going to be a Disgust. Of course, you didn't know because if I would have told you, you would have never yeah, come that, on. That's here. how. It's I'm another horrified. surprise. I, I can see how your relationship goes. Brian just keeps it spicy by like never letting you know what his plans are. I'm full of surprises, and he Trent. waits until I'm on the spot and drinking nice, to nice. you know yeah. just bring it up. Well, they say people are who they really are when they drink, so. Yeah, it sort of uh, right. it sort of does dissolve any filter, which I really yes. like. By the way, yes, yeah. no. the short walls that were there are gone. They're gone. <laughs> yes, I, I have a very small filter. It doesn't really exist. Honestly. I was born without a filter, alcohol yeah. or not. All right. Yeah, 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 exactly. So on Amazon, for about forty dollars, you can buy this piece of plastic that attaches to your toilet. That's all and you paid for this. That's all I paid for. Yeah, I know, could have right? gotten a the better one. I'm just saying. How no, much did you save on there. toilet paper since? Yeah, I was going to say you should have just gone true redneck. You get yourself a sprinkler from the section at Walmart. <laughs> Let me tell you why that theory doesn't work, and and, and this is this is this is he something tried. that I want I want you guys to know specifically why I really find this technology fascinating. Oh. So, 
So as you're sitting on the toilet, right? When you turn this dial, it's like a military sniper firing a 50 caliber bullet and hitting its target from like a mile away. You're amazed. You're like, how does this thing know where it needs to hit? It's crazy. See, and, Trent, and- he did lose his virginity after all. <laughs> I, I hope he had his mud flap deployed. <laughs> oh, no. This was, and it's serious. So let me tell you why I love this thing. Number one. It reduces the amount of toilet paper you have to use. It's just you get nice and clean, squeaky clean, <laughs> so to speak. And it is like it's it's a beautiful thing. And in Florida, it's nice and hot here right now. It's the summertime, middle of the summer. It's refreshing, cools me down, keeps me nice and cool. I feel very clean at the end of it. And I'm like, you know what? Why doesn't the world have one of these things? Why in America have we not? opened our, our in canada it's apparently it's a conspiracy too. theory you got you got to keep our you got to keep those to toilet producers in uh exactly like we, we're, we're the supplier we're the world supplier of toilet paper pretty much <laughs> like well, maybe, that's, maybe this is a canadian conspiracy and like literally not even an hour away from here there's a big plant that literally i think they only make toilet paper this is a Canadian conspiracy. I think we've figured it out. It's a That's logging industry. It's been the, ever since the first day. The Canadians don't this want This is why our, our whole region bidets. I live right. in, our whole region we live in is all based on the logging industry. So all the paper mills, uh, pulp mills, uh, all this, you know, everything. So is you're like, you're like district wood four. Industry here, so. Yeah, we're going to need you to do some <laughs> investigative reporting on this, Nick. I need to know. I think there's something going on here. Have you guys ever seen the meme of Leonardo DiCaprio from I don't know what movie, but he's got a big smile on his face and he's strutting? Yes. Do you I've know seen what I'm talking meme, about, yes. you guys? I don't think it's a movie. I think it's like a photo, like a it's candid like a photo. photo. I don't know what it is, but he's wearing a suit and he is like happily strutting. And usually the meme is like me walking, you know, the wrong way down a one way aisle during the COVID outbreak at Publix or whatever. <laughs> not caring. Right. So uh, <laughs> don't do that. I get um, pissed though. <laughs> I get annoyed because nice. people start screaming at me. Yeah. Like, I got oh, yelled at. I did the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I got well, yelled at. It, that meme, that photo is Brian walking out of the bathroom the first time he tried Just the bidet. W- he whist- strutted out of there. His fingers. Yeah, he strutted out of there like he had a thousand dollar suit on, and he was like, "I feel great. You got to try that. This is so good. I feel so refreshed. <laughs> that was amazing." And he's going on and on about it like he works for that company, and. He's like, you got to try it, and I'm. I Brian, was very. Brian, you need to set up an trepid- affiliate link trepidatious. now, so that you can get. <laughs> he does. Oh, no Don't. doubt. <laughs> he does. No doubt. You should bring it in the shop and soup it up like Tim the Toolman. <laughs> oh, that- it needs nothing. It needs absolutely nothing. The pressure, if Hold anything, on. needs to go down. Yeah, it's an issue because you know now that I know that you spent forty dollars on that thing. It's it's a forty dollar a day for sure. Because let me just explain. Read the reviews. I'm just saying. I, I don't know. There's tons of great reviews. This thing. On this okay. Site. So imagine four and a half stars. Imagine <laughs> you're in an American vehicle, so the e-brake is on the right. So that's where it's at, right? So it's like a handle on the right with a dial that switches, and off is in the middle. And if you turn it to the left towards you, there's like a little. There's like a little butt icon to the left 
and there's different dots. So you you go from like not a lot of water to a really scary amount of force. It's called Old Faithful. Right. Old Faithful. It's, they just it, you, and it you really don't know until crazy. you make a big until you make a big mistake and you just kind of like flip it to the left and, <laughs> and don't overcorrect. Because. And then I oh it was like I was in a car accident like the first time I tried this thing and I never even thought of it as an e brake until I m- mentioned it today. It's, it was literally like a car accident where you hit the guardrail and you overcorrect to the other side and then you hit another car and then you overcorrect back and you end up in a ditch. That's what happened to me when I So there I was. So to be clear. Tokyo drifting after my truck stopped sushi. <laughs> ripped the e-brake. So, yeah. So the other, if you turn it to the right, the right is supposed to like hit you in the front. And... <laughs> Talk about two overcorrections that went straight to hell. It was a nightmare. It, I was, he heard me <laughs> yell from in there, and, and I hear him laughing. So that was how my experience Sarah was went. traumatized, I, uh, and Brian found it fulfilling. Yes. I was like, ah, and then I hear him laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I sprayed myself in the face with it today. Well, it, do- it doubles as a water fountain, you know, I mean... I wanted to see how it worked, right? So I turned the knob just like slightly just to see, right? You know, I was like, okay, you know, and then I see what I didn't realize was so like if you can imagine a dial from zero to ten, like at one or two, it's just a trickle. Nothing, There's nothing. nothing is happening, right? And right. then you go three, four, five, and nothing's happening. Six, and then you hit seven, and then basically takes you from one to seven. And it and it shoots a stream of water that it's it, so it and, hard. And, and, and while it's while you're you're just barely touching this knob, uh, the the nozzle drops down like something out of Alien, right? It's like <laughs> and it comes down, and then it just sprayed and like it, 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 there was no warning or anything it just hit me right so your brown eye gave you pink eye i didn't know this it was this morning i didn't have don't a chance come to tell near you. me i have covid now he, he was in there gargling you at least that pink guy oh my god that is horrifying i had to clean my glasses brian your brown eye gave you pink eye <laughs> Conjunctivitis. This is how I got it. This is the worst day. Yeah. Well, hey, I just wanted to share sport, that with you Sarah. guys. I feel good sport. I feel like I'm in a safe space that I could tell you guys my story about my bidet. And I would like to now it. talk about upgrading if we are going to continue this bidet adventure. This, this and is like a gateway bidet. Spend more than. You- <laughs> Is that the only personal issue you have that you wanted to share with us, Brian? Oh, I've got. Like, plenty. Oh my God, I've Sarah, got you need to. Yeah. This I've is just way more Sarah. Than you one. need to look at the. Okay. Uh, I watched a video on it. It was the most expensive toilet in Japan. It's like four hundred thousand yen, <laughs> but it's got like a heat seater or a seat heater, and it's got like uh, it talks to you and. Oh, what does it say? I don't because it's it's in, does it say it's thank Japanese. you or. <laughs> Oh, I would like that. So, you know, it's, it sounds like what's, Hello what's Kitty. 400, what's 400,000 yen? <laughs> I, uh, I don't know, about $8. Oh, about 1,500 bucks. 4,000, 400,000 yen. 400,000 oh, 400, yen in U.S. dollars. That would be like $3,800. Well, I mean, that... That's a lot yeah, for a toilet. That's a four thousand dollar toilet. But I mean, it 
You want to know but, how much that would be in Canadian money? That's a $5,092 toilet. Speaking speaking of Canadian uh, pesos, can I get a loony and a toonie from you? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, try it. Once we're done, you send you send me your uh, your address and uh, I'll get you a loony I'll, and a I'll toonie. Send you, I'll send you sure. a uh, $2 bill and one of our Sacagawea coins. Uh, what it's a coin? $1 coin. Sacagawea. Yeah, okay. $1 Sacagawea. So you'll yeah. you'll make out Absolutely. on the exchange rate, but Oh yeah, for sure, but postage from here to US I'll, I'm gonna, yeah. you know, I'll, I'm screwed. And it'll I'm only screwed. take 8 weeks to arrive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, actually like I'm shipping knives out to the states and uh <clears throat> I shipped a knife out to Georgia and okay. he got it within 5 days. And what's that cost? It cost me, I think it was like 23 bucks Canadian. Well, that's money, not so too bad. Probably like roughly around $16, $17 US. Yeah, that's not bad at all. No, not bad at all, actually. Like I, a full set, my full set of three shipped to Connecticut cost me $37. That's like a thousand yen. And that's insured. It's an insured package and everything. So. <laughs> you know, I could do the cheaper route and not insure the packages and make it a longer delivery, but I have like a small business account with uh, Post Canada. So it gives me like a five day, three to five day delivery window and uh, insured packages. See, I, I figured so. you would have trained your own Canada gooses and just do airmail. No, I prefer <laughs> pigeons, to be honest. Pigeons, they, 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 they're they pretty good with communicating and always coming back, you know, more than once yeah, a but year. They're just so they're so lightweight. Yeah, but they're they're strong and they they have the will and they work for it. <laughs> ah, I like it. He worked the title of the podcast in there. Hey, you know when I lived in Illinois, everybody everybody called those uh, geese the Canadian Ca- Air Force. The, the, yeah, the Canadian geese. They would call them Canadian geese. But they're not right? Canadians because yeah. they and, don't. They're not citizens. Hold on. Hold they on. just I, I, hold on. Hold All on. Right. I, yeah, I know. I know. Calm but your see, horses. So he. So so one in one sitting. I don't know. I was having a conversation with somebody, and I said Canadian geese, and they were like Canadian geese. No, there's no such thing. And I said, What are you talking about? She's like Canada geese. They're called Canada geese. And I was like, I, I don't know if that's true or not. Didn't we have that conversation? I believe you were at that table. Yes. Yes. Yeah. There was some. I have an eccentric being... relative that likes to point things out. Yeah. And, it's, and it's I was not like, being pedantic. Canada though. geese. Is it? So, so Nick, <laughs> do you know the proper why nomenclature? Canada, why are they Canada geese, not Canadian geese? I, I don't know. We have a Canadian bacon and Canadian whiskey. Uh, trust me, I don't know. <laughs> Some the English to speakers this. do indeed refer to this large water bird as a Canadian goose, but a majority prefer Canada goose as the common name for. And they're Brenda, huge assholes, Canada. by the way. Yes. Do you guys just call it a goose? Whoever gets to name them gets to decide what they're called. We shoot yeah. them. No, they're pretty good eating. Yeah. Do you eat them? Yeah, yeah dark meat. Eating. Yeah, no kidding. Not that bad, yeah, yeah, goose is not bad. So no. you can't they're do that. They're a little that greasy. Yeah, you, you can. Know, you you cannot. You can kill them. <laughs> yeah, duck oh, and geese season, man. The you need you need to get out of the. Yeah, you need to get out that. of the. Uh, get out of the swamp. Stop messing around with them gators. In Florida, we just yeah, we just eat alligator here. We yeah. don't eat anything else. I've had gator before. It's actually pretty good. Yeah, it so tastes you, like chicken. You, you, yeah, you want to hear a little uh, Canadian-U.S. Uh, relations? Do you know why they're called Cajuns? 
because exactly. they're Acadians. Most people don't know that. Yes, and with and with the slang, with the the slang languages, like because Acadians have that stupid patois. Well, we have a bunch of <laughs> goddamn marble mouth. Like, even where I'm from, like you go over one town and we have different sayings, and we have we, we you could tell somebody's from a certain town when you hear them talk, and like the Acadians, the Acadiens, the Acadiens. Mm-hmm. Is Akajay is where Cajun came from? Acadians, Acadians, but it's just like spoken out poorly. Oh, with the honey. Damn, boy. Like <laughs> Trent, I bet you you were an Acadian in your past life. You'd fit that right is in. hilarious. You'd fit oh, my right God. In. Yeah. Good thing I'm not from China, French. though, because I don't even speak a damn word Chinese. You know, you know what they call a Brazil nut in Brazil? A, a Brazil nut. nut? A nut. A nut. That's it. Huh. Sarah you know what we call a, a hazelnut here in Canada? A hazelnut? A yep. Nut. Yeah, that's, that's, right. what fig- <laughs> that's what I figured. That's what I figured. All right. So, okay. So, hey. All right. So, get we, Nutella we with some labor 50, involved. I'm, yeah, that's a lot of sugar not good for your arteries, man. That's true. Don't eat I, that garbage. I do like Nutella. but No, it's not good. We are we are fifty five minutes into this podcast. If you can, I'm only it. a so beer and a half I in. To, I don't know what you guys are talking about. W- well, I was just gonna say we didn't even ask what you were drinking. Oh, right, I, I was actually oh, gonna well, go first, through this. My um, first one uh, was Alaskan <laughs> Brewing Company Amber <laughs> Ale, and the one I'm working on right now is Sawtooth Ale from. Uh, it's gotta be Florida. No, Colorado right? Brewing. Sawtooth. It's Left Hand Brewing Company. Part of the Colorado Brewers Guild. It's one of those oh, micro okay. brews. Uh, and my next one that's lined right up right here, I got a bunch of dead soldiers, uh, is the Irresistible Amber Ale from Madison River Brewing Company out of Montana. You guys have a lot of micro breweries in the States. A lot of it's becoming properly here in the Canada. Like we have one in the, the city nearby. And they actually have some pretty good beer, but I've been stuck on the same beer since I was a kid. So I drink. I, a I was going to say, you, you know, drink? it's it's kind of like uh, everybody thinks Foster's is what Australians drink, but that's like piss watered them. So all I really yeah. know is like Molson's and Labatt's. Is that accurate at yeah, all? Yeah, I, I don't. They they there's Molson, there's Labatt. Yeah, they're the the main brewers. Oh, you, you know what Canada, I love? But there's also Puppers. A, you never, never had, had puppers, man. Nope. Is it oh Canadian? yeah! Puppers, don't you watch huh? Letter Kitty? I don't watch. Oh, you're Kitty. tin ply, bud. Yeah. <laughs> Ever since I started wearing a tin foil hat, I stopped watching TV, and it's not good for me. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. I, I don't watch well, a ton TV's of TV. Bad. I don't watch them. TV don't watch might much. be bad. It's just like everybody asked me if I. Everybody asked me what my knives and my knife making and all that. Oh, you must watch Forge and Fire. You should go in Forge and Fire. I was like, I watched Forge and Fire maybe about like five or six years ago. I don't know when it first came out, yeah. an episode or two. And I just got lost in the woods and stopped watching TV. <laughs> so, no, I ain't going to end up on Forge and Fire. No, I don't watch Forge and Fire, really. Like, that's the whole thing everybody seems to think. Well, I'm, I'm telling like, you, nope. TV might be bad, but Leonard Kenny is solid Canadian gold. I don't even know who he is. <laughs> You've got YouTube. Is that bad? 
Yeah, but when I'm looking up YouTube, I'm watching Brian's you, stuff you need, first. I actually been watching some of your you stuff. You need to lately. watch. You're quite the you character. You need to watch some of that letter, Kenny. <laughs> Yeah, letter like letter like a letter like you would get yeah. by the mail it's, it's so it's, okay, it's an actual canadian town but it's not filmed there but it's named after an irish town named letter kenny okay okay you guys ever watch trailer yeah. park boys bubbles oh yeah oh, yeah yeah bubbles bubbles, bubbles yeah. is awesome Billy, my jim keller yeah. so i know who trailer park boys are that's about it I uh, I like The Simpsons and Family Guy, but besides that, <laughs> I don't watch TV. We watch a we watch a lot of Survivor, and uh, and and we watch. Um, we have started watching some serious trash TV. Let me give you a little sneak peek into our trash television. You guys aren't going to. You're not watching. So what Brian, if you're watching right. Honey Boo, so you I'm, can't have listen conversations anymore. I, no, no, it's no, not, no, no, it's not that bad. I, I, this is slightly yeah. higher up. Let me let me explain something to you. I have a, uh, a, a, a an innate talent to find the trashiest best television that is like not on the surface, not like The Bachelor, or The Bachelorette, or like Temptation Island. It's like stuff that's like the underbelly of trash TV that's really good. It's like right the now taint. we are it's watching like the, the warm fetid yeah, it's like, taint. It's, it's, yeah, it's like God. trash taint television. And uh, so we are Dingle watching. Dingle balls, son. Dingle balls. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. So what we're doing is uh, we go on Hulu and we just kind of dig around and see what is suggested to us. And the other day, all of a sudden, this show pops up and it's called Marrying Millions. All right. And it's we're about... Going. Oh, it's 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 it, it, the it's, ultimate it just, yeah, it just trash class, television. Let me tell you, yeah, yeah, it's all about these like old guys who are like in their fifties, sixties, and seventies dating like twenty-year-old women. I was gonna women. say, careful there, bud. We're we're pushing fifty here. Hey, listen, uh, you know we're, we're I, knocking uh, on I that door. These guys, and he's I started, off, you know, he's at off some about point, ten twenty percent. But here's the thing. In my in my head, like I'm watching the show and I'm going, I'm learning something here. I'm prenups learning that are valuable. I am I'm prenups are great and I'm not that big of a douchebag. I always thought like ah, I'm kind of a I'm kind of a moron, I'm, you know, whatever. And then I, I watch these guys on here and I'm going, Oh no. Oh no. This guy, he's like sixty seven years old, he's dating like a twenty one year old girl. And it's disgusting. I mean, it's awful. No, just, I, I, I just, just think of his I cannot old, even wrap my balls. Well, yeah, oh. it's disgusting. I don't want to gross. Yeah, it, it, he's been married like four times. Anyway, it's the most, I would say it's like right up there with The Bachelor. Who's, I, who's I more disgusting, they, I think though? Show- a 20-year-old chick who's willing to let saggy old man balls like grace her skin or the old the old lecherous dude who's like, yeah, I'm gonna get me some new stuff. Some I definitely these, blame the old guy because the, the old guy knows better. He should not. Oh, be come on! He, he's the young girl I, I'm, I'm well. just thinking all those girls got a lot of daddy issues. <laughs> For sure, there's one girl oh, no that doubt. met the guy on a sugar daddy website. And she's like, oh, I can't tell my family how we met. Meanwhile, she's like on a national television show. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. all made what, by was Lifetime, Was her name Portia with an S-H? 
Lexus, remember her Mercedes. Her name was her name was Rosie. Rosie. Was it Rosie? Oh my god. She looked like a teenage boy with really long hair. Yeah, she was just like just really a sad girl. Yeah, it was sad. It's sad, but I, I will tell you. But it's a look into another side of life that we would oh, not no. otherwise it, see, and it's super yeah. interesting. Yeah, Some people are less fortunate than others. You know, they can't find the love of their life on their own. Yeah, they're trying it. You know, but then there's a converse of this, though, too, because there's these women who are predatory. And they're the ones going out and finding these guys who they think are rich, right? So there's like multiple couples in this show. And one is a couple that the dude is telling her he's like mega rich and he does all this stuff. And he's like, you know, Mr. Moneybags. Turns out everything he's ever given her, all the jewelry, cubic zirconia, you know, just he's a fake. And she's gullible. And she's well, gullible. And well, wait a minute, though. When a player gets played, when a player out. gets played, is that really? Oh, yeah, sweet. Like baby. I don't, it's I don't sweet. look at him oh, so really as the bad guy. I'm not sticking up for him, but I'm no. saying she went into it hoping to sink her claws. And you know, she was, yeah, she she was a gold oh, digger sure. extraordinaire. Oh, and then when she got served, totally with her, you know, iron pyrite, she didn't like it. Hey, totally. I, I I love I love watching Karma and the Thunderbolt. That is Karma hit both of these people at the same time. It's just that's why this show is the ultimate trash television. It's just like both people deserve exactly what they're getting, and I get to watch. It's fantastic. I love what it. So manner anyway, of douche fuckery is this? It's it's the amazing. most the most TV I've watched in the past three years. You guys might laugh. But it's been uh, World of Dance and Divas. What's ah, Divas? World of I, Dance. I've seen World of Dance. Divas is, is the, the, re- the wrestling chick oh, from yeah. WWE. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like it. Good. Divas and World of Dance, believe it or not. No my, kidding. My Divas. girlfriend got me into it. It's a, it's a way I get to spend time with her is if I get to, if I sit down and watch TV with her when she watches have her you shows. Seen, have you seen on Netflix, <laughs> it's uh, Glow, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling? Yeah. No, it, yeah, it's awesome. awesome. I used to watch if, that. If she back likes in the divas. Day. You should watch the series with her on, watch on that Netflix. With her, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll, Mark I'll look Barron it up. is he's he's like a writer and director and actor on the show. Right on. So not to shift gears oh, yeah, too grind, much because grind trash, t- trash TV is, is 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 fantastic. But I wanted to bring up something that I think both Trent and Nick and possibly Sarah would actually really like to know about. And it's uh, it's that I'm starting a new large tooling project. Are I'm you interested? interested? I'd hope Sarah would want to know about it. <laughs> she knows. I about think it. I know what you're about to talk about. This is she, one of those where I'm like, do you really need that? <laughs> he probably does it. if he's talking about it. Come on. He, yeah. I, I have a feeling everything. this involves the air over hydraulic. Uh, Jack, I saw. Yeah. One of everything. Yeah, one of everything. You're making a thumper? Uh, I'm not going to make a thumper. I am going to design and build a press. Ooh. So uh, I and started. And I can't have one shipped to me because it's going to be No, they're too heavy. Life. Yeah, they're too <laughs> heavy. Just go but, to Princess what, Auto. What they I got most do. of the stuff he's got on his uh, bench there. True. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, you can. And uh, so the air over hydraulic, Trent, you were asking about that because then my some of my Instagram. Well, it was yeah, I was just hanging out there the in the upper corner of the viewing yeah. area. I was like, that's an odd placement. They were on sale over at Hobo Freight, and I decided, you know, all right, I I should probably test one of these things out to see what its viability is. It and got some chooch. So I bought one. It does. I mean, it's twenty ton, right? I mean, it's like a legit uh, twenty ton press. But it, damn, that's a big it, bitch. Yeah, it, it it can it can do some damage, but the recovery is not very good. Well, I mean, you're not running so, production, really. No, so your cycle no, I'm time not. really doesn't uh, matter that much. No, and uh, but that was really just uh, for me. It was more or less just a kind yeah, of an experiment because yeah. well, I, I was trying to play around with yeah. what it could do, and it was like seventy or eighty bucks, and you know whatever. It's it's actually nice to own one because there's a lot of other uses for one exactly. of those. Exactly. So um, anyway, I uh, I ordered the steel today. Uh, I have been drawing up plans and putting together the uh, the, the CAD drawings for an H style uh, uh, forge press, which will uh, equate to about 24 tons. It will be, uh, you know, uh, be able to compress steel and make Damascus and do do other things. Um, and uh, it will be probably it'll be a contender if for a home builder it'll be similar to the revolution project where i will provide you with all the information you need to buy and put this together and make this happen you're gonna flat uh, and, pack it kind of uh, like then, your grinder you know the problem with this is i don't think you'll be ever you won't be able to flat pack this it will be a more of a limited market yeah, for this you. because uh you'll need to buy i-beam to make it happen uh and you and you know it's not easy to find i-beam that will fit this um unless you have a steel mill near you or something but uh so i i started that project uh today was the day i pulled the trigger on all of it and and i'm having all the steel delivered on uh thursday so Sweet. i'll get that started yeah so you ready for all the haters and the safety guys online Fuck those uh, guys. Dude, I, I've been, I have been building Seriously. grinders, so yeah, I'm well I am, seasoned. I am so, I am so fucking HOA. tired of a bunch of grown men who've never done a goddamn thing in their life telling me <laughs> how fucking unsafe something is. It's like, you know what? I'm the prick. I'm the you, prick Trent. that does the fucking work that you hire out. Maybe you should shut the fuck up and just watch. I'll show you how it's done. <laughs> Yeah, I, t- I, d- I like to use the phrase, uh, when somebody tells me something is impossible, I tell them to stand hold back my and beer, watch son. me do it. Because, uh, yeah, hold yeah. my beer and watch this. Yeah. And and by the way, some of these guys who are telling me things are impossible, and they're also the safety police, have less than 10 fingers. Yeah. Last time I checked, <laughs> I, I got all 10. 10. Yeah, yeah so I got all I. 10 of mine. So That was one of the first things I said. I said, is this one of the hammer... Um, what it? The the power hammers. Yeah, the power. I said, is this that thing where that other guy lost a couple of his fingers and smashed his hand? He goes, no, it's you know, really slow. My grand, my <laughs> yeah, grandfather. Like like if there's enough time to like Indiana Jones my yeah. hand out. My grandfather time. taught me a valuable lesson when I Dr. was eight Jones. years old. You want to know what it was? He told me respect your. No, tools. he told me never stick your no. fingers where you wouldn't stick your dick. And oh, that oh, served yes, me so well over the years. <laughs> or, or the pickle 
Don't yeah. don't stick your fingers where you wouldn't stick your stick pickle. The pickle. Yes. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it might meet a pickle cutter. But, uh, <laughs> the reason why I decided on a press was not only do I want one, of course, I so but I can't. Want one. Oh, but I can't afford one, right? So, yeah. like building one is definitely within the realm of of possibility yes. and if we can if we can uh, fabricate one why wouldn't we and um and and with easy to source you know and i put air quotes around easy but um uh, i i beam is not that tough to find no, you and just if you go can find it you just go the, salvage some off of any bridge i mean it's it's right there for the taking yeah yeah, we just overpass. built a new international bridge a couple years ago. I'll go for a ride and I'll go check it out. Yeah, the international <laughs> yeah. bridge from Detroit you, you want, to You want to make sure you, know, you get you it right just, near the uh, abutment. That way it's most effective. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Take it from the Canadian side, though. You know, just, uh, you know, cut <laughs> no, it from I'll go side. take it from the States. <laughs> I, I heard, though, that Canadian steel is so much better I, than American steel. To be honest steel. with you, I couldn't it's, tell it's you. It's all Chinese steel anyways. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's Chineseium. So I, I want one of those presses too. I was actually looking into, you know, wanting to build one at one point two, and but I lack of space. I'm still working out of an eight by twelve shop. Yeah. Well, you, know, well, you might be. You'll be surprised in what I I can do in a very small you, footprint. Yeah. So the footprint uh, that I'm looking at is less than twenty four by twenty four inches. Oh, that would be doable. Nick, you might. Yeah, it's doable. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was I was going to say, Nick, you might just, be interested <laughs> in one of the projects that I've got on the back burner. Uh, Brian and I have talked a little bit. He doesn't know about this one, though. But uh, so at Holbo Freight, like Brian said, they've got this little electrohydraulic. Uh, it's a log splitter. Yeah, yeah I've seen that go by. on. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to make some tooling for it, though, so I can use it as a hydraulic bender. Yeah, for yeah, as, as a, bender. a bender. Yeah, some use yeah. it as a press. Well, so I've seen those go uh, go by online too, and you know it's interesting. But like I said, it's it's a, you know I just got yeah, my but kiln, you just stand it up on the wheels and you put it up and, alongside your shed, and then it's not taking up any space inside the shed. Yeah, it could be outside. Yeah, could yeah. Be. There's a big argument on the blade forums about whether or not you can put caster wheels on a on a forge press. And the uh, the consensus is is that you most definitely. I was going to say, and that if, if, if you're if you're trying, Brian. Yeah, I don't think people understand static versus dynamic load. If you're trying, well, if you're trying to bend hammer. something not, that is going to cause a dynamic movement, you probably don't know what the fuck you're doing. Well, yeah, and and uh, most of the argument was based around people's thinking that it was a power hammer and not a press because a power yeah. hammer, you know, obviously people, sends a people won't, shock. Yeah. That thing would jump around like you all said, over Brian, the place. People won't read yeah. the fucking manual. So why would they actually look at the pictures and figure it out? Yeah, that is an issue. And we, you know, uh, when I think about diving into another project like this, I think, you know, this is something that involves electronics and hydraulics and, you know, uh, a grinder is one thing. Grinders are dangerous, and we know that. And grinders uh, you know, are fun. You, yeah, they're they're way fun. But uh, I love my grinder. A, a hydraulic press is a whole nother animal. I mean, we're talking, you know, just well, a lot humans of humans are a whole uh, nother animal too. Different Brian. things. 
<laughs> yeah, this <laughs> is yeah. true. This is true. But uh, I plan on 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 building and designing a hydraulic press, forging press that can, uh, you know, compete with some of these big industrial guys that you will be able to build it in your own shop with a, uh, you know, a relatively easy to acquire uh, materials and tools. That's and that's what I'm Are you gonna, gonna you're going to document this on your, your YouTube channel, right? Yeah, it'll be documented all through YouTube. It'll be really similar to the way I did it with uh, grinder, awesome. the grinder. Yeah, and yeah, and it'll and and what I'll do is I'll send the community uh, an email and out on Instagram and on YouTube. I will say like, hey, you know, if anybody has any uh, you know design ideas or changes, please let me know. And that's how and 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 a lot of people don't know this because the 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 Revolution Grinder was sort of uh, an ever-evolving project, right? Community Which, project. It was, it was. And, yep. and I That's why give, I like it a lot. There's a lot of input. There's a ton it. of input from people. Yep. And, uh, and, and back then, I didn't have nearly the following I had uh, that I have now. So hey, you, you know, even have people trying to steal your, 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 uh, your design. Oh, every day, man, every day people are uh, trying to take my design and, and make it their own. And, and I, you know, I appreciate that, that in a way, you know, it's like flattery is the highest form of, uh, uh of complimentary, uh, you know, design, yeah. but I feel like, I feel like, you know, it's kind of like shady a little bit, you know, but hey, you know, it's okay. I do it too. You know, I mean, like some of my designs, some of the pieces in there, they were, there was things that I saw that other people did that I incorporated into my design. And you would uh, do differently to suit your needs. You know, I, I, I do stuff but, like that too. You know, I'll take something apart and make it yeah. how I need it to be. But you would give them credit, right? Yeah, and yeah, I did the yeah, same thing. Definitely. I wouldn't just take their stuff. And I wouldn't like, take it and just, I do. yeah. So I would give them credit and I did, you know, and anybody that even gave me any ideas or concepts, I made sure that they were uh, annotated and they were, they were, you know, they even people that said, I don't need any credit. I don't care. Don't, you don't have to, you know, attribute this to me. I still did it. You know, I was like, Hey, this is from so-and-so they gave me this, this idea and I used it and maybe I tweaked it or made it a little better, but uh, I utilized it in my design and I want them to know that they have some ownership of this project. Uh, you know, so it's, it's important to me. And, um, and even the basis for this press, it, it isn't my, you know, the H uh, design for the press is not my concept. It's, it's somebody else's concept. I'm just going to take it and put my own flair on it and make it my own, but I'll give them credit, you know, and then, yeah. and then, and then also create plans where people can, download them and 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 utilize them because what i found is in this community people find a way to make things but they don't want to document it completely you know they just want to create it and share it which is great but there isn't anybody out there taking the the little tiny steps every little tiny minutia and and spreading that and taking it out and putting it into well, PDF format and I, sending yeah. it out to the community the I mean I, I get that yeah. Brian but then there's the other part of me I don't, I don't know as somebody who uses my brain creatively I figure if you need a fucking recipe you're not much of a cook yeah. Well, there's yeah, but yeah. The, the, but here's the thing, and here's my argument against that. No, 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 no offense, I, I, but I understand. I, I think there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people out there that don't want to think. And I remember having this argument on Facebook about uh, when I posted. Those people initially also probably when I shouldn't first, vote or drive. 
or have children. Well, the, just saying. But but here's the but, well, but here's the thing. Being a human so requires some for, effort. Uh, yes, and and but some of us uh, don't have that uh, that component built in straight away. I would say uh, that effort is different than Common having sense. creativity or not, because I think a lot of people need the but instructions. Like you said, they do. cooking. But like I you need said, the Sarah, instructions. I'm you a don't very need creative a grinder, person, but you've I can't got a guy do it. with the grinder. <laughs> but see, some people want the grinder, but don't know. Then they the should first buy thing one about design. Yeah. Well, well, they should. Or, yeah, but, but there's not, some people it's in not the middle. Everybody, you know, like I knew about grinders, Trent, before I had a grinder. I knew I wanted a grinder. I want something that makes sparks knew- and fuck shit up. Yes, exactly. You know, and I was all hyped about it. I was working with a four by thirty six, which was a piece of fucking shit, <laughs> and. And, you know, and it made no sense. And I got a one by 32 and I ain't going to make cleavers on a one by 30, you know. So I took that thing apart yesterday and built it into a different style one by 30 with a cheap little grinder I had gotten off of, uh, I think it was Banggood or something like that. It took like three months to get here. I decided to get my two by 72 instead. And then it got here quicker. So once I got that, well, you know, slow I had no clue what I was doing. I had no clue what I was doing with it, you know, but I figured it out. You know, I, I have the, the, the capability of being able to, to, to seek the information and, you know, and look for what I need. And, and as Brian would say, work for it, you know. But some people just have no common sense. You know, it's free, but people have none. So they don't even know where to start with projects well, like that. You know? and-, and unfortunately for them, they're part of those people who you say shouldn't be driving and shouldn't vote. Or having but children. That's the most were, important one. Yeah. But, having but, children. Know, it would be pretty damn fucking boring if everybody was A1. No, no, no. You know, like good at everything. Like, you know, I don't want to say we are because, you know, there's things that we See, suck at too. You no, know no, what I'm And that's not the thing. Like, I'm not saying like I'm better. That's not the thing. We, we, we all get in where we fit in. And I, and, I, but that's yes. the thing. If you don't fit in and you can't think that stuff through, it's probably not for you. I'm not anyone to tell anyone where they belong, but I can't dance. Well, that, that's just it. You can't. You can't dance. I still try but you're to not dance. getting on America's dance. Greatest Dancer or whatever the hell that show is. I I love music, but I couldn't carry a tune in a bucket, and I can't play an instrument, so I'm not going to give advice to the band. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Until you know. Yeah, but until you, you know have, more you about it, you can still it. have a good ear. And hear stuff that's off. Yeah, the and you know what? You know what? I just sit back and I enjoy it because it's not my place to to offer advice or. Yeah, yeah. At that point of view, yes. If people are, you know, trying to give you or Brian or I some advice on something they don't even know what they're talking about, yeah. Well, then they're just big show-offs if you ask me like they have no business well, in our yeah business, I, I think that it, it's the downside to social media i love everybody who's yes. contacted us the keyboard but warriors yes, the, and the, everything the whole else, concept you know? that because you have the ability to speak means that you should speak it's like listen sunshine just because you love the sound of your own voice doesn't mean <laughs> anyone else wants to hear that shit <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen! I love the sound of my own voice so much. I started. Your voice yeah. is actually pretty soothing. <laughs> you got some dulcet tones, you know. It massages my yeah, ear. No, Welcome to see, the soothing. See, see when, soothing when I'm sounds. working in the shop and I'm listening to work for it, you know, it's 
Brian is what gets me the most when I'm doing like handle work baby. or whatever his voice. But then you got Trent that gets all excited here and there, jumping around, you know. <laughs> and then then here comes Brian again. <laughs> oh, there here comes Trent again. So it keeps it keeps. And then there's balanced. Sarah, who's like, <laughs> you both are just ridiculous. Yeah, and then Sarah comes in once in a while to remind me that she's there's there an adult in the room. Are- Calm down. <laughs> I talk a lot, but Brian Brian talks more. Oh, I, talk I like that. I, I, I know when my girlfriend listens to this podcast with me, she's going she's gonna to be surprised with how little I actually talk tonight. This is one of my favorite comments on my YouTube videos, by the way, is you must love the sound of your own voice. <laughs> I, I, and I, and I, my, my response is yeah. canned, and it's every single time yeah. I respond with, I love my the sound of my own voice so much. I started a podcast. You need to listen to work for it. Two hours. You know, my cons- voice. consider Constant. the source. Yeah, here we now, go. not not yeah. trying to take over Brian, but I just something we had discussed earlier. Uh, I don't want to like make everything go all serious all of a sudden, but uh, I, I, a little bit of transparency for the audience. Um, I've been having some issues with. Uh, I don't know, failure to launch, getting started, uh, pulling the lead out, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and Brian and my wife have both suggested that it might be depression. And I've had depression before. This doesn't quite feel like it. But at the same time, just because it's not the same kind of depression I've had before doesn't exactly. mean it's not depression. So I guess, Different yeah, I forms. guess I wanted to reach out to the audience and see if anybody had some input or whatever i just i i'm i'm lethargic and sedentary and that's a big issue because for most of my life i have been a go-getter and i don't i don't like to just do nothing and and i'm just i'm so it's not even burnout because like i actually feel good as far as like uh there's a lack of yes. something. It sounds like there's a lack yes. of something. And, that, and that's the thing is like I, I right now I'm really pissed at myself because I feel like I'm letting my wife down. And that is not something that I want to do. She's not going to she's not going to kill me or whatever. But I still don't like feeling like I'm letting her down by me just being a lazy sack shit. Well, can I get? Can I? I want to. I want to say two different things. I, I'm all ears. One, one of which I have a feeling I know what Brian's going to say on one of those things, but I'll let Brian. I'm all ears. Yeah. So, so somebody on Instagram right before I we joined the podcast uh, together here, um, I I posted on Instagram and I said we're we're recording and uh, we'd like to uh, hear from you. You could shift our entire conversation by leaving us a comment. And somebody left a, a comment on the photo and he says, and this is from the bearded beer man. Uh, and uh, he says, here's a question for y'all. How do you stay focused, motivated and driven when it seems like everything you try to do goes wrong or at least not the way it should go? I'm personally struggling with all of these things. And uh, and I can just like I'm going to give advice to you, Trent, I'll give advice to the bearded beer man. Um, I, I, too, have struggled with what you're talking about and uh, about uh, I must have been it was about seven years ago. I was diagnosed with cancer oh, and uh, my life just like changed. I mean, it was like right instantaneously, like my everything. Yeah, that's changed. a hell of a gut. Punch. And uh 
Yeah. 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 And, and what I struggled with during that time was finding motivation for my work and for my family and understanding what I was going through. And, and I right now still don't fully understand what I went through, but I can kind of give you a, a little window into what I was feeling. And then this yeah, might help you. I'm all ears. Um, I was, I was like, if you can imagine, I was like a satellite floating on the outskirts of the earth, just sort of uh, in the atmosphere or Bowie outside vibes, of the atmosphere. By the way. Yeah, yeah. I was Major Tom, and I'm I'm floating out, and I'm I'm circling the Earth, right? Sorry, I and, and no, no, no. It's, it's, it's a fun. I it, did too. Yeah, no, this is it, man. And uh, and and I I felt like I was on the outside looking in, you know, at at the world because yep. I felt like maybe my life was kind of coming to an end, and I and I didn't expect that at 35 years old, you know. I didn't. I thought I'd live a lot longer than that, and you know, and um. And then uh, I just realized, like, I need to carpe diem this thing. I need seize to seize the day, seize every single day because Vivo this is all I got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Live for I, today and seize the day, man. That's it, man. Every single stinking day I had on this earth, I was like, you know what? I want to do something. I want to accomplish something. I want to change the world. I want to do whatever. You have to and find that your might purpose. Be, that's the word purpose. you just said it nick purpose my friend i that's have my it. own story purpose. about that we could have another podcast about it too because we could go on for hours it's the truth <clears throat> purpose is by far the one thing that flipped my view my perspective mm -hmm. on what was going on because it was easy to like sit there and say Oh, why me? You know, and blame everybody oh, the, else yeah, and everything yeah, else. Yeah, I'm sick and I got this and I'm doing this and I'm, uh, you well, know, uh, you know, why like, me? You know, that's a little and, more understandable in your position. Oh, no, yeah, but people I don't do think it on so. Right, right. Basis. But I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying, yeah, no. in that specific yeah. situation, Brian, that would have been understandable. Not, I'm not saying forgivable. Yeah, but you're kind of you're kind of downplaying your situation. Let, let me let me let me just tell you something. It doesn't take cancer or a ma major life change or or any of these things to trigger the same feelings because it can happen. Uh, the feeling of uh, not being safe, the feeling of, uh, you know, um, uh, loss of self-worth, all of those things can play a major role in how you're feeling and at any given time. And it doesn't matter. You cannot, uh, you know, just because I have some story about me getting sick and whatever, it, 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 it's the same concepts. It's the same thing. We all have, have our story. At. Yeah, it's it. And it doesn't have to be this grandiose thing. It could be something minor. And maybe it's a culmination of things that have happened in your life that have kind of brought you to where you are today. But here's what I'll tell you. The minute I found something that I really wanted and, and you know, in America, in Canada, in all these Western civilizations, you know, non shithole states, we have. Yeah, non shithole places. Uh, uh, we Sorry, have just trying to lighten uh, the mood, uh, an abundance. Well, it's true. It's true. <laughs> we have an abundance of things. We have, you know, no reason to complain, right? You know, the yeah. human condition. Yeah, everybody and, complains. And, and, and I mean, and that's but yet that's, here that, we are. Yeah. No, I, I want to hear what you have to say. It's just that's the thing. Is like realistically, I have nothing to bitch about. I've got, uh, you know, I'm not wealthy, but I've got money in the bank. I've got fucking 
tools out the ass. I've got some space. I've got time. I've got a very supportive wife. I've got I've got good friends. I'm you know, you've given me this wonderful opportunity to be on the podcast with you. I get to meet great people like Pickle Rick there. And uh <laughs> you know, it, it's just it's it's funny because I I had my Pickle Rick shirt nice. on what was nice. it Friday? Yeah. Uh it's just it's yeah. like it's like why why am I being why am I being like this? You know, I'm not starving. I'm not I'm not without and and it's I don't know. It's at, at the same time. It's like I don't. You're in a rut. Yeah, and it's a rut of my. It's, You're a, in a, rut. it's a rut of my own making, which is the worst part. It's your only. You are responsible of your own happiness. Yep. Nobody else will make you happy. Nobody else will ever achieve. That's true. That. So you, for you cannot rely on anybody for your happiness. You cannot expect your happiness from anybody else. First of all, expectations leads to lead to deceptions. You will be deceived. You will be upset no matter what if you had expectations because well, you never get what you and want. And what's in life. that? What's so that's that why, saying? Comparison that's why, is the thief of joy. Yes, yes, and that's where that's where like Brian's podcast got to me a lot. I'm talking to Brian before even hearing knowing about his podcast and all that it, it was the, the the work for it mentality you know what i'm saying it, it doesn't necessarily have to be work for it manually you know what i'm saying it could be work on your own mental health you know what you do with your tools in your shop and what thrives you there turn it around on your mental tool your your, your strongest tool that you own your the, the biggest tool the most valuable tool that you have in your shop is your brain and your mind and your thoughts. I just thoughts. feel like it's out, of, and that's where you have to control. You have to learn. I feel like it's out of the, commission the, the, right now. Is the problem? Yeah, and you have to turn, find that switch. You have to learn how to control those, those feelings and those emotions, and and that's where balance comes in play. That's where you have to sit back, you know, and take a step back and look, you know, okay, this makes me happy. You know, put all the pros in one basket, and go with the pros first. And then put your cons, what makes you sad, what makes you feel that way in a different basket, but put that basket further away. And as you put them there, look into your other basket of happiness and just try to find the balance in between, you know, all that. And we all have our moments in life. You know, I almost lost my shit when COVID hit. Like I was freaking out literally. And I I didn't even think I could freak out like that because I never felt like that. Don't get me. Don't get. I I, I was scared. Don't get me wrong because I'm not trying to discount anything that any of you are saying i intellectually i get what you're saying i guess my problem is i don't really have a reason for feeling the way i do and yet here i am feeling i don't know like i i love my, i love my yeah. wife i love our relationship i have three great dogs that keep me <clears throat> active and busy you know well not all day long because you know i'm fucking you got other stuff yeah, to do but, in life, you know. Like you can't just walk dogs all day. Well, I mean, <laughs> even that would be more productive than what I'm doing, honestly. Like I have so do much shit that, to do, uh, and I just you can't you can't find the motivation yeah. to do it. And, and that and saying. that's yeah. What do you do? What's the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning? Trent? I drink. Like, what's, I drink what's a your, pot your of coffee. Of, okay, now before you drink that pot of coffee, you get out of bed, right? Barely. Yes. Barely, barely get out of bed. Okay. Well, when you wake up in the morning, when your eyes open, ask yourself the first thing when you wake up in the morning. Ask yourself, "Hey, how are you doing today, Trent?" Tired. No, don't, don't. It's all in the fucking mindset, man. <laughs> Tell yourself you're doing great and you're gonna have a 
best fucking day of your life and you're going to keep that mindset throughout your, your pot of coffee and then you're going to drink that last cup of coffee in the shop while you're starting up your stuff whatever you're getting lined up for the day and put some good tunes on you know change, distract yourself with, with little things that you know like i said that will make you happy find those happy things put them in one basket and when you need them okay they're not there. not because there's va- there's value in every single thing that you accomplish here's every here's morning. the pro- here's the problem it's it's, it's and the I, process again, it's not that it's i'm trying to tell either of you that you're wrong like i get what you're saying my problem is probably that i'm too easily distracted and i allow myself to get sucked into a vortex of instagram or youtube or you know some some did you ever try smoking weed uh yeah back in like high school days Okay, and how old are you now? Uh, 41. <laughs> you said you're pushing... How old? 41? Maybe time to relook at that. Okay, that, uh, yeah, exactly. It, it ain't that bad. Like, I'm severe ADHD the whole nine yards. Like, I can't sit still. I'm surprised I'm still sitting here right now. <laughs> but, uh, no, like, uh, especially... Like, Nick I'm, hasn't I'm, sat in the same spot for, like, you know, 30 minutes. <laughs> here we are. Yeah, exactly. You you made me do it, Brian. Good job. But, like, oh like seriously, it helps me focus a lot. That's what I mainly, like... like I went back to school, what, five, six years ago, actually before I made those first knives I made. And, um, you know, government pays for schooling when you're on unemployment, this and that. So they sent me to college. I went to for uh, civil engineering. And uh, they they don't pay you much. You know, you're on unemployment. They're giving you $400 a week. And I have to travel 45 minutes every day there and back to get to school, the whole nine yards, whatever. It's expensive. Food, clothes, everything. So I had to quit smoking weed because I couldn't afford it. And uh, I lost, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I just couldn't be in school. I couldn't sit there. I couldn't focus. I couldn't concentrate. Uh, I couldn't, I, I had to do math with a friggin' dictionary because I couldn't even understand what I was reading. And it was that bad. But yet when I smoke, I'm dead on. I could read straight. I could write straight. I could focus. You know, I, I work better. I perform better. And I don't say smoke to get blasted, you know, out of this world. I just take a couple tokes and I get back to my things. You know, like I'm in I'm in the shop at night sometimes and it's pushing 11 o'clock. All right, I'll take a toke before I go in, you know, shower up, get to bed. Next thing I notice, it's 2 o'clock in the morning because I took that toke and I still have a half-lit joint in my mouth and I'm still working because it actually drove me to motivate me to keep on going because my creativity, my focus, everything's back there because after I'm working for three hours on one blade, I kind of lose it. And then, okay, that's enough for tonight. I spark one up, and then next thing I know is I'm working again. So it does help. You know, there, people do mention all these cons and these bad things about marijuana and all that, but it does uh, have its I, place for certain yeah, people. Yeah, I'm, I'm an adult. I don't worry about that. It's just that where yeah. I live, like if I lived south of here in Colorado, I'd be okay. But where I live will be the very last state that adopts the legality. Okay, you yeah. guys aren't. Okay, you guys are. Med- are you guys so, at least medical? Not no, even, okay. you know, we're we're all about people having babies, but not actually taking care of them. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> that's lame, though. Wow, we're in twenty twenty, yeah. and weed's still not legal all over. Well, America. you know, if if that blows your mind, I was really surprised that they didn't fight uh, to the Supreme Court to give uh, gay people the right to marry, because you know, it's like evidently if 
Adam and Steve get married, that's going to destroy your marriage. And I'm like, maybe you have deeper problems in your marriage if two guys getting married will destroy the the family fabric. But that makes no sense. Yeah, that's just, no, we're 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 that's we're a, pretty backwards, stupid, and like... I am definitely <laughs> I am a a big freak flag flying in the middle of a MAGA hat uh, area. Well, I, getting back to your original question, though, Trent, I, I got to say, man, uh, I have felt all the same things that you have felt. And I am. Um, I think we all have in life. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right, Nick. I think that so many people have felt what you're feeling. And it's a finite feeling for most people. Eventually, the human spirit, you know, sort of pushes and creates this uh, environment, this fertile ground for for more, you know, looking into um, purpose and passion and, and creating. I, I feel inside of you, you have the uh, intellectuals dilemma going on. Um, it is that you are smart enough to know that the world around you is um, somewhat of a dark place and and that it's it is it is creeping in on you, you know, and these all of these things are happening, you know, and you're watching it unfold and you're and, and in your head, you're seeing this this sort of. Uh, dystopia you know we we've we're just we're just on the brink of destruction of yeah you guys human. have it pretty bad there in the state yeah it, so it's that, a, that, it's that a doesn't help it does not help no, you're right we don't it have is. it that bad here and, and it's it doesn't affecting feel the people same. Man- mentally a lot and like right. my girlfriend as of being a cop and whatnot like their calls mental health issue calls have increased since covid yeah you know yeah. suicide rate has gone up oh yeah you know everything's you know it's affecting everybody you know and it's it sad. is but not everybody equally. I was one of the, I hate saying I was one of the fortunate ones to get through it this way because it's unfair for others that haven't or people like Trent who are having issues, you know, with motivation and stuff like that because, you know, I saw my old man go through it too and my mother is, you know, her family's all in the States. She hasn't seen them in months, you know, and she wants to see them. We came and across the border, you know, and, it, and it's starting to get to people. And it, as much as it got to people from the beginning, it's still getting to people now because it's not the same everywhere. It's like I said, we're, we don't even have any cases here in New Brunswick and we haven't had any in a while. And it wasn't even that severe, but you go to the province right next door of Quebec, which was the epicenter of COVID here in Canada, you know, and we just locked everything down and we're stuck in our bubble. We have our maritime bubble that we could travel between three or four provinces and that's it. You know, well, you should come to Florida where we yeah, uh, we, have we don't two believe cases, in it. Five houses down from us. Yeah, we uh, Sarah and I were just exposed okay. to COVID, and and it was uh, extremely See, and stressful. That's, that's, and it, that's it, exactly it, it Brian. Yeah. Like you guys have real reason to be stressed. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. Uh, well, you know, uh, I have a different perspective yeah. on Trent. Everybody right. has and their own perspective see, too. Right. Let's let's hear your perspective on Trent because it's, I don't it's know good. you. This would be so good for Trent. Why don't I take a shot? Yeah, take a shot. I'm a very different person than Brian. I'm not like a human spirit delving deep person. I can, but I don't. I am just a creative person, and I'm a deadline-driven person. So. If you give me a month to do something and you give me 
eight hours to do something, it'll probably end up looking the same because I'm going to start it the night before. Like, I, if, if I, like, have a couple of days to do something at work, I'm going to put it off and put it off and put it off and have no purpose at all until I know I'm responsible to someone or something else for getting to that deadline. So what would you, that's a very, very much an oversimplification of my life, but um, super deadline person. What would you think if you made yourself responsible for either making a deadline to just start something or just to reach a certain milestone of a new project for just tomorrow, even if that project is standing up and making that's, the bed. That's something that I could do. The problem is like, you remember what Brian said on that first podcast that he gave a shout out about me, the second shout out mm-hmm. podcast, that message that he gave out. I remember that message. I can't remember it word for word, but he said, whatever it is you do, you wake up in the morning and you contribute. Like, even if you have a regular job or not whatsoever, you wake up, you contribute to something you want to do. You, you, you know, you get it done. You wake up, you just go for it. You know, as much as it could just be blah that day for you, just set your mind to what you see ahead of you and don't well, look and back. That's, that's, the, that's the thing, though, for like getting back to what Sarah said. It's entirely different when I have a client because, you know, I mean, they've, they've got a timeline that they would like it done on. There's a certain timeline that I can achieve a project on. And, you know, so, I, I want to be profitable. So that drives part of the keeping on track. Yeah. Whereas, I, I, I don't know, like, I have to get this roof replaced. So that will be on a tighter timeline than... The, the, the problem is, is that... I have been collecting tools for so long that I literally have a garage and a shed and a portable garage full of shit. I have no more room to put anything, and yet I need to get all of those buildings set up, which means if if I move something out of one building, like the little shed that I've done, it means that I have to stuff the other two full, and I'm just... I'm overwhelmed and it's it's not just easier it's like uh, putting the car in neutral if I can avoid it I, I could just yeah I'll do it later and the problem is yeah is that's that's been years of doing that because I've been so focused on taking care of clients or I've been so focused on family members who need something and it's like now that I have the opportunity to do it for myself I don't know what the fuck to do. I mean, intellectually, I get have, it's you, like, well, obviously, you should use this time to like do the things you've wanted to do for twenty years, and it's like, uh, but I don't have any outside pressures. Do you have a to do list? In your I, shop? Have, I have. I have. Ne- I have literally notebooks full of not only project ideas but lists of. Because that's something I never used to do. Like, I used to never put notes anywhere or whatever. And the only place that I do it is in my shop. And I put down on my little dry eraser board my orders that I have in front of me and the orders that I'm working on. The orders I'm working on on top of the list, I put what I'm working on, what I have to do. You know, the grinds, the, the heat treat, the handle. And I check mark everything off. And as I go, you know, and that keeps me driven 
to my orders and it keeps me focused on my orders and my my uh, my duties that I have for my work day if you want to put it that way you know like and if I didn't have that there Trent to be honest with you I, I'd be all over the place I'd start one knife and put it aside and I'd be doing another one and whatever but I, I just that simple dry eraser board and that's something I've never done like I don't write anything down on calendars my girlfriend she's structured from A to Z I've never seen anything like that you should she's got like 10 calendars yeah, all yeah that's her more house. like my wife she, yeah, she does like everything, like all her weight training, her cardio sessions, everything. She does the whole competitive bodybuilding thing. And like she has a big like three by four calendar just for that. And then she's got like two months planned out with all her scheduled appointments and everything on her fridge on another calendar. And then she's got her daily planner and she's got her monthly planner. And, and she just goes and she rolls and she rolls. And I watch her go and like she doesn't even have time to have moments like that. Because she but organizes that, everything for where I'm everything works. I'm amazed by people like that. Yeah, and I kind of adapted it without writing things down because I'm capable of keeping most of it in mind. And certain things that I do write down, but I put them in obvious places. I don't have a specific place. You know, I'll put it like right on my my sun visor or something like that, and make sure I see it. There's, but a, there's besides a, that, a lot of different mentalities though yeah. that when it comes to project. Uh, direction when our project management i there's there's a, it just seems like there's two different types of people you know yeah. people that g- approach it kind of like the way sarah does she needs a deadline yeah. if she doesn't have pressure. a deadline yeah the pressure the if pressure, it's not yeah. there Jen's the same exact way too yeah. she needs pressure she needs that yeah and, and you and, give her a week to do something and she has to take a week to, yeah it, it, but she'll yeah. wait the last night to do it though yeah, and like Sarah and, said, it'll be done the same that if you would have taken a week to do it, then take five hours to do it. Yeah, and, and even though it could be achieved in that five hours, it takes the week. And yeah. and I think what uh, what uh, Trent is a, uh, is approaching here is that he has he is feeling very lost in this sea of non direction. Hmm. And, and, and here, here's how I approach it, right? So I've been self-employed for 15 years. I have had nobody to pay me a paycheck for 15 years and I've done it all myself. And I have three employees who their families and their lives are all dependent upon me generating business so that they can eat, right? Uh, and, and, and how that grew was very small. It started very small, and then it kind of, you know, it just sort of gets bigger as time goes on. And uh, I feel very obligated to them and their families to keep them busy and to keep them working. And throughout COVID, we've been very busy. We've been, we've had lots to do. Um, even though um, our projects and our tasks have changed and shifted, we still find time to just, you know, kind of connect and make sure everybody's got what they need and, you know, so on and so on. The the thing is, is every single morning, and this is like a little piece of me that I think I would never share with anybody, but I've had half a bottle of wine and, you know, hey, whatever. <laughs> I'm going to tell everybody this. <laughs> every, every single morning when I wake up, I open my eyes. And I'm an early riser. Like <laughs> I'm like a 530, yeah. 6 a.m. guy. Every single morning I wake up, I open my eyes and I go, I don't need to wake up right now. I don't need to be here. Hmm. There's no reason for me to wake up at 6.30 or 5.30 in the morning. And in fact, if I wanted to lay here, 
for the remainder of the day, I could. I don't have the need to get up and out of this bed. I could do my job from this bed. I could, I could literally sleep through the day and it would affect no one. And yet, every single morning, I wake up with purpose. And I go, fuck that. I'm waking up and That's I'm it. going to accomplish something today. Whether That's it be, it. I'm going to talk to Trent. We're going to work out a new podcast idea. We're going we're gonna to accomplish something. Whatever it is, I do it. And I wake up because those are the things that matter to me. It's, it's, a, it's a, 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 a purpose, purpose built inside of me that says, if I was the teenage kid, if I'm like my 14-year-old son, Dexter, right, who sleeps till 2 in the <laughs> afternoon. Jesus. I think back, you know, like to those times where I did that, right? You know, sleeping in my parents' basement. I had no, no, I had absolutely zero uh, anything. I had no purpose in life other than to just, you know, wake up and chase girls and drink beer and do stupid shit. I think now, ultimately, when I wake up, my purpose in life is to wake up and do this shit that I do every day. Go out and prototype machines, make podcasts, uh, manage my staff, love my family, you know, uh, manage my kids, you know, pet my dog, whatever it is, the minutia, all of those things, even so, so even the, the little tiny things like petting my dog, I feel are important. They're important. The happy they basket. are. Yeah, that's it, man. It is important. And it is humanity at its core, right? And how blessed am I to get to pick what I get to do with my day as all of the people who are on this podcast right now. It's an amazing much, feeling, man. Yeah. I'm enjoying much. it so much. I was able to get away over the weekend with my girlfriend for three days. Right? Got back yesterday. Great I didn't feeling, even right? bother with the shop yesterday. I was like, ah, I'll get to that tomorrow. You know, and I, I felt great and it felt good to get away from everything, you know, go where nobody knows you and just get away from everything, you know, so it's and, resource. And you had the choice and you had yeah. the choice to do that. Yeah. You, you didn't have to ask anybody. No. You didn't have to fill out a form in triplicate no. and, you know, and all no this education. None and of that's, that, you know? that's, that's actually one of those things that's like really guilting me and like may, making me feel worse is that. Oh shit. No, 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 no. What that. I'm right. what I'm saying like <laughs> that was already in my mind is that I have the choice and I'm I'm wasting my time when there are people who don't have this opportunity and so it makes me feel super self-indulgent and super I don't know. Sure, you're, I not, I, you're not wasting time at all. Yeah, I agree. You're actually I don't think just getting to learn to know yourself better in some yeah, kind of way. It. And yeah, that I is no time that. lost whatsoever, man. 100% agree with that. That yeah. is no time lost. There is no time lost in life. You met somebody, you had a bad experience with a girl in your past, and you said, oh, that was a waste of my time. No, it was not a waste no, of time. No, you learned. That was you an learned experience. Something. It was a learning experience. You learned what you want and what you need, what's better for you, what's not good for you. You're still learning, not because you're only 41 that you're not learning. I learn every day. Oh, yeah. And... I only learned that I had a purpose maybe about three years ago because when I met Jen, she asked me what my purpose was here on earth. And I told her, you want to know what my answer was? My answer was we were put here by God to work, suffer, and then rot six feet underground. 
that was my reasoning of life. That's what I thought oh, life that's was about. Rough. That was that's three rough. years ago. Yeah. That was Oof. a dark place too. Yeah. And I had spent two years wandering. Not because I was wondering I was lost. I was just trying to find myself. And then she put the cherry on top of the Sunday with that one question. Because I put a lot of thought into that question afterwards. And it cleared up a lot of things. And I answered a lot of questions. And it changed a lot of things. And for the best. So it's it's like like we said earlier. We're responsible of all these things. It's not nobody else's fault. There's no excuse that is a good answer for how we feel. Because even though if you tell somebody something, chances are you're not even going to tell them how you really feel. You're doing it right now, Trent. You're talking to us. But I'm sure you leave your seat right now and you go to you go to the corner store and somebody asks you how you're doing today. You're going to be, oh, fine, having a great day. How about you? Oh, yeah, that's it's, – it's See, different. Yeah, it's, that's, it's, that's where it's, you have well, to start. It's like you, like you guys have talked about. It's a safe environment. I uh, I know that the audience is going to hear this, and that's fine. Like, that's the thing. I can own my shit, and I, I I don't care if somebody mocks me for this. Fuck them. I really don't give a shit about their opinion. I no do care. No, but I do care. Maybe somebody should mock you I, though. I do Maybe. care though about the people that I consider friends and family. I do care about their opinion. Yeah. Yeah, but the people that you don't care about their opinion, maybe you should. Maybe you should care about that opinion, Trent, because that could be fuel to what will drive you to get to a better place. Because haters are always going to fucking hate, no matter what. And uh, I had haters going into a lot of things in life, and I had people tell me that that I couldn't or I wouldn't stick around, or I, I could give 100 examples of people telling me that it wouldn't work or it wouldn't happen, and it only drives me. It drives me to prove them wrong and to prove to myself that I could prove them wrong and be responsible yeah, of all that. I love that because I, I do the same thing. You know, no, I, it drives I, and, me like you don't even know. Supreme high octane yeah. fuel can't even drive a car that bad. I, I get I get annoyed initially by it, by, uh, you know, adversity. Oh, yeah, yeah. I bite my lip and everything. I get and then <laughs> And then I, you know, Sarah will go. Well, what are they saying for real? You know, maybe you should examine it. And then I go, no, oh, but I don't want to. I want to just, you know, yeah, you punch him in the dick. Man. Yeah. And and then and then uh, I'll reread what they're saying or whatever comment it is and all on. And, I, and, and, and eventually I'll go, yeah, maybe they got a point. You know, yeah. it takes me a minute. I got to set myself aside. Exactly. You know? Because depending on your attitude when you're reading a comment like that, it will change the perspective of that comment. And Brian, I, I especially want you to know that the thing that has helped me the most in the last two months is this podcast. See, I, I look forward thing, to meeting guests. I, I look forward to meeting guests like Nick and to, to talk with your wife and to talk with you and to reach out to the audience and try to have some engagement. And that has been See, that's a drive. That's a drive train for you right there. Now you got to find other drive trains to enchain the drive. Let everything just roll out and go with it. Just yeah, push. Like what else? What else can? What else can drives you? You, also know, you? you know, you have a bunch that. of projects ahead of you. You know, and they're your responsibility. Yeah. And you know, you have the time to do them. You but know, all you're think- missing is this is the drive. So now you got to find the drive because you found the time and you found the projects and you know what you have to have done. 
Here's just, here's what ha- just do it. Here's what happens, uh, Nick, with people like Trent, and 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 uh, I'm not like singling you out, Trent, because you're a group. You're, you're grouped old. into uh, a, a bunch of people who have, let's just say, above average intelligence. They have a tendency to see the world for what it is. Right? It's like this beautiful thing. It's just we're on this like big beautiful green and blue marble that's just spinning out into the you know the oh galaxy boy. here we go and yet we're just a small tiny blip right a speck on, of dust this is a speck man like we got nothing else you know we're just like here we're just this little thing and i think what trent is struggling with is you know he's Close to midlife, you know, halfway through uh, his life and uh, the accomplishments that he holds dear to himself. He feels like there's more pressure to achieve more and do more and be, you know, a bigger contributor to society or whatever it is. And it's like you're blocked like mentally inside of your own self you're blocked constipated yeah you're constipated <laughs> it's like this big wad of energy that's like stuck inside this like valve that is about ready to be turned and and you're like i don't know what i'm going to do with this thing it's like a fart then, but it turns out being <laughs> exactly a right and then, no, and then it's like the bidet exactly and you turn the knob in the We've right direction circle and it blows the shit right out of your asshole oh god and then blah it's like you a feel bidet. so good when you walk out of the bathroom. Yeah, and your butthole is clean right. and i just need a good colon there. blast is what you're I know. telling me Really? Yeah. I'm going to listen. I'm going to need your address. I'm going to send you one of these bidets. <laughs> and you're going to really see how the world works and you're going to feel the difference. It'll you're clear things confident. right up for you, Trent. It's going to clean things up. Yes, Remo- I agree. Remove the butt Nick, that gonna, is my head for my ass. What is happening? It's oh going to literally wash the shit off of. Send him yours. <laughs> this one just scares me. He doesn't want the used one. He's not going to want the one I used. Full of shit speckles. It smells funny. I'm not going to lick it. This is uh, horrifying. I mean, there is some. Brian. You know, I'd be scared to try one of those. I don't know. You'd the love colon it, blaster I'm 2000. Sure what makes that. you say that? I know Nick. I know him. He's Canadian. No, he no, loves no, no. I'm capable of wiping my own ass and I shower. <laughs> I thought you guys. I think I'm. I thought you guys just kept snowballs by the toilet to wipe with. No, that's just fucking cold, man. I stopped that a few years ago. <laughs> I thought of something for Trent. All right, all right. Let's let's hear what you have. If I may, I'm, yes, I'm all here, Sarah. Okay, great. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Trent. So we've been talking <laughs> so, every week. Yeah, now. sorry for being so vulgar there. <laughs> it's okay. Um, you sound I have better already, I'm, Trent. I have something I'm going to ask yes, of ma'am. you. Right. So um, I'm doing you a favor, right? I'm I'm working on yes, some branding yes. for you right now. So I'm going to ask that in return, you tell me something that you would like to accomplish in the next week. And then when we talk next week, you're going to be responsible for 
reporting back to me on that. Good call. I'm giving Sarah. you a project. You, you have homework. Yes, you pressure. have homework, pressure. my darling. Under pressure. The, the, the problem with that, though, <laughs> is that I don't like taking responsibility for other people's stuff. So, like, I. No, well, this is, no, 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 this no, no, is no, a trade. Just let me explain. This is Just a trade. I have to get a roof on this house. And right now, my big holdup is getting all of the. I'm putting a steel roof on. So I'm trying to get all the supplies and like right now I'm getting the runaround from the vendors and like that's really stressing me the fuck out because I need all the parts and pieces because you like you put up your. Are there any Amish people in your area? And and that's the other thing is, is I was going to say check with the Amish. That's the problem though is I'm on a, I'm on an extreme budget because it's a, it's an insurance deal. So I have to work. I have okay. to work with the money that they gave me, and I can come out of pocket a little bit. But like, I already looked into have someone else do it, and the bid for the job was more than what insurance will pay. So that's why I'm. Well, yeah, so that's off. why. Well, everybody is entitled to earn. You know, I, as a contractor, I understand setting your own price. But what I'm saying is, so dealing yeah. with that. I'm willing to put in the labor as long as I can get this, the parts I need. So that's part of like my internal stress is I'm dealing with because they too are dealing with COVID. So like the the companies that make the steel panels, they've been shut down or running reduced hours because of COVID. So my local suppliers aren't able to get stuff in the same amount of time that they normally would be, and so that's probably that's part of what's been driving my stress is I'm just stressed the fuck out because vendors are, are not, you know, it's like Amazon was delaying everybody's packages. Well, I, I have to get this accomplished before the end of, uh, the, before the end of August. Otherwise I miss out on the back end payment from the insurance company. So that's why I like, that's my big project for next week. Your yes, that's my big project for next week is getting all the components I need delivered so that I can actually go up there and do the work. And so, like, I, I'm I'm willing to take responsibility for my share of that. But, like, yeah, if they, if they can't deliver uh, my my supplies in time, like, I, I don't feel comfortable being responsible to you for someone else's efforts. You know what I mean? Because they're not. They're not like well, my employees. Right. Like, even though I'm paying for right. it, I don't really have any control over them. Yeah, but I was just trying no, no, to no. give you a fun so deadline what, what for I, just something you what would I'm do gonna for say, yourself. Even if it was yeah, took what I'm going to say is, I need to clean up the basement uh, so that I at least have one work area that's clean. So I will make you this promise that between now and sometime next week, whenever we talk again that I will have made an effort, like a strong, uh, you know, I'm, I'm losing my words now, but I will make a strong effort to actually have gotten that pigsty put together so that I can use it because I do have some projects that need to be done and need to be filmed for the YouTube channel. And... That will kind of be my proof that I did what I said I was going to do is that when I post it on my YouTube channel, you'll be able to see, you know, hopefully, the basement yes, is hopefully clean. something that's 
put together in a way that it's a usable space. All right. If you get sucked into Instagram, then just DM me a picture of you cleaning something in the (laughs) basement and then kill the app. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I DM'd you that omelet that I made. (laughs) Also, you can DM at 307 Driftwood pictures of you using a bidet <laughs> anytime that will that will that'll encourage that. him to do something with that, his day that's right <laughs> you can dm him your, your shiny taint photos uh that's horrible you're the worst all right listen guys this has been two and a half hours of (laughs) shit talk and we have fully embraced uh what we uh, i'm i'm by the way i'm like straight up drunk off of whatever i've been good for you brian yeah 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 no i i deserve it i'm about ready to embark on a whole new adventure and uh you know i have to put up with you know moron neighbors giving us covid and all Brian. that I, they, they don't listen to the podcast they just relax <laughs> i was just you know, thinking they, that so I was like, they, they the have no idea brian's podcast and he's talking shit about exactly bags. <laughs> yeah yeah trust me yeah 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 i i got a lot uh, you, to say you, you but you i'm, I'm holding brian brian let me tell you something nick i'm holding back buddy let, let me tell you something you say he probably he probably doesn't listen to your podcast but i'm on a, a knife and gear group a Canada yeah. Knife and Gear group. Right. Bunch of Canadians. I posted my pickle cutter group page on their, on their group. Okay. This one guy from Saskatchewan told, commented on my post saying that he heard me on the Work For It podcast. Oh, no shit. Yeah. So your neighbor might be listening to this podcast. Yeah, well, fuck him. The the reach is far and wide. All right. The reach is far and wide. That's why. See, you didn't even ask me what I was drinking tonight, but you're willing to go on a tangent about somebody you don't know. I know them well enough. (laughs) No, you don't. They almost. Sarah, what are you drinking? Yeah, what are you drinking? This is what I was drinking 900 hours ago. Um I realized I never had my afternoon Ooh. coffee and there was only like half of a 16 ounce Yeti worth of coffee left. So I poured that over ice with two shots of Tito's Ooh, and then Tito's. I wanted to fill the rest of the cup, but I didn't want to water it down. So I put in like a couple of shots of uh, heavy cream and then a hot chocolate oh, and so like a packet it's, it's, it's of hot like chocolate a, and it's filled almost it to, like a Russian. Right. It's like a white Russian nice. mocha. It's yeah. a mocha. Yeah. Well, I'll have well to come up with and what time do you fun. plan on going to sleep gonna, tonight? <laughs> I'm going to sleep um, next yeah, I, Thursday. I was going to say, next, yeah. <laughs> over yeah. here in my area, the drink that you're describing is really close to what they call a Colorado bulldog. Oh, I like that name. That's great. I'm having a Colorado Bulldog on ice. Nice. <laughs> and You're having Tito's. Freaking That's delicious. what got my attention. Yeah, Tito's all day long. Oh. And actually, not all day long. I'm you got all, you <laughs> got all, it's just I'm an expression lush. anyone You got to love a Mexican <laughs> that makes a no. good, uh, good uh, Russian alcohol. So this was like this was like my kind of like garbage disposal <laughs> drink of stuff that was available to fill the cup high enough with something that I thought would be delicious and uh, life the, is all about improvising, right? 
I'm, I'm all, a great I, all I'm saying is and you guys didn't mock my white trash creamsicle drink the other day, so you get a pass. No, I wanted to try it, and actually, oh, hell no, that sounded amazing. Well, wait, first let's not leave my drink. It's important to note that I did use the um, the hot chocolate mix with the little Ooh, marshmallows. Even better, <laughs> sweet, sweet and, and strong, delish. And okay, so the other th- what was the other thing? Tito's. Uh, heavy cream no they were talking no, you guys mentioned else. cheetos oh, earlier yeah. and it had something to do with private parts i think yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well i i saw a great t-shirt the other day that it was uh it was the the handle of tito's and it just said show me your tito's oh nice <laughs> i like that that's cool. classy i saw I a t-shirt tito's. at one point it was like for french people and it said uh the woman love my wee wee <laughs> well uh i i have been drinking tonight uh a bottle of francis ford coppola's uh red blend which is his clarinet which is i find very very tasty i like the way they bottle it i like the way they wrap it it was excellent i drank just so you're aware I drank the entire bottle. Right Welcome on. to quarantine. Yes. That's 750 it. milliliters of red and purple liquid, which was fantastic. So anyhow, you have been listening to the Work For It podcast. It has been our pleasure to entertain you tonight. If you found something uh, entertaining about our show or if you'd like to listen to another episode, make sure you go out to your favorite podcast feed and rate us at five stars and then hit that little button that says follow and you will get a notification every time we upload something to this feed. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you are all doing well out there in the uh grand globe of blue and green you are my favorite people this has been brian house and this has been work for it sarah yes say good night good night <laughs> nick nick I, I, nick where are you at I, i'm i'm in canada <laughs> postal still... code e7a2h7 ah, i love it <laughs> no i'm um, i'm just i just want to say thank you guys for having me on tonight I uh, really appreciate it. it. gave me an opportunity to get to know you guys a little bit better. And uh, I definitely wouldn't mind being back on again eventually. Of course. Yeah, we'd love to have you back. Yeah, and yeah. Trent. Like, nobody, I have nobody telling me what to do and where to be. And, you know, I'm my own boss. So uh, anytime yeah. works for me, man. Yeah, man. I love it. I love it. I love it. And Trent, where are you I'm at? I'm still here in Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> Don't they film country western movies in Wyoming? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. He should end every show that way. I'm still here in Wyoming. I'm still here in Wyoming. <laughs> I gotta go out to Wyoming. I gotta be honest with you. I watch like or see Trent's pictures and videos and I'm like, God damn, I need to get out there. I I just wanna go out there and see it and you and guys are welcome it, so. anytime. Yeah, man. Well, also we need to I have Nick to back until on. COVID leave, so yeah, we'll have Nick back on. For we need sure. to have Nick yeah. back on because there was a knife of his that I wanted to ask him about. Well, ask him about it. Yeah, never, ask me about it right now. We got time. His, yeah, we never talked about his work. We just started going oh, off yeah. on tangents. His work you know, is amazing. We, yeah, <laughs> you're very tangential. So what's what knife are you talking about, Sarah? I am talking right about back, the. Yeah, yeah, come back. Okay, I'm talking about the knife with the black 
and green handle and you tagged it with Serbian chef. And I wanted to know the story of this knife because it is so cool. That knife, that one is, uh, that, that design, the Serbian chef cleaver that I, I drew that out for a friend when I first started making knives. I didn't even have a brand or a logo or nothing yet. And uh, I made one and then everybody wanted one. And that's where that, that model, like, that's my big seller right there. That's how I ended up getting my bigger forge because I was working out of a paint can and that thing barely fit in it. So I was like, I need a bigger forge to make bigger knives. But uh, that that one there that you're speaking of itself was a uh, custom order for a chef here at a local restaurant called Moonshiners. Is a gastro, what's that word? You know, gastro. A gastropub. Yeah, gastropub. And um, he wanted it. He wanted a custom cleaver, so I was like, sure, come on down. He came over. We discussed it. I showed him what I had for materials, and uh, that was – it was actually a great experience because I was able to make a knife for a customer that I would have had made for myself. You know, like – That is so awesome. His tastes were similar to mine, everything. Like, my ideas were driving with his, and we came out with what you see there, what you speak of, with the uh, – how many pieces was that? Eight pieces. One, two, three, yeah. Yeah. Eight piece sandal. I love it. Yeah. I so, love it. It's so pretty. I love the profile. I love every treatment on it. Well, I think it you. is the coolest, coolest knife. Thank you very and much. And I was, I can tell, like, there, there's, I didn't know it was a really big seller of yours. I was just flipping through your portfolio, and that was the one I was drawn to. So I can yeah. absolutely see why that's your. I your actually have knife. another one of those cleavers coming up soon. I'll probably get to it within the next few weeks. It's going to be a Harley theme for the oh, handle. Nice. Yeah, so he's a repeat customer as well, too. And uh, yeah. he's getting the cleaver from me this time. And I'm doing a black carbon fiber up front on the handle with black and orange liner work and black and gray G10 at the back of the handle with uh, orange pins. So, Nick, let me ask you, how, how are you getting that texturizing on the blade? Is that like a ball-peen hammer? Or That's, what do you uh, I use actually a rounding hammer. Okay. Which I got from uh, Peter Lepe. He's a guy from Nova Scotia. He's a uh, bladesmith. It's a very a French name. Blacksmith. He makes tools, all kinds of stuff. I picked up a few tongs from him and a hammer and all that stuff. And uh, He said his name was Peter, Pepe Le Pew. Peter Le no, yes, Pepe, Pepe Le Pew. Wee wee. Oh, wee wee. Pepe Le Pew. No, Peter Lepe. Peter Lepe. Yeah, L E P A I X. I love it. The piece. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love that name. But anyways, I, love uh, that French name. I hot so hammer good. my uh, my hammer effect. Like you do it with a ball peen and you cold hammer yeah, and yeah. you broke a blade. Yep. Well, I actually throw it in the forge. I get it nice and hot and then I do my okay. hammering, straightening out and all that. That's the disadvantage of doing a hot hammer is warping your blade out a bit. But Well, you even do it with a cold blade because I, I, yeah. I had that same exact scenario yeah. where I warped something the, the same way. It, it doesn't really a ma- cold hammer as well. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, big yeah. time. I did in it fact, once, and I, I didn't like the yeah. results that, that it gave. So that's why yeah. I just jumped the hot hammering. I said, fuck it. That, it, it what happens is it's, it's almost it's the same exact thing as a hot hammer, but it it's it just a little bit slower. Yeah. And then you don't realize it. And then t- until you, like, match up the profile and you're like, what the hell happened? Yep. It's, like, completely different. And, like, the tang moves, everything moves. No, everything it, moves. No, 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 I guess. Yeah. Out yeah. of line. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather yep. take a piece of 1095 and forge it out, I think. I'm probably going to attempt, like, the next hammered one that I'm asked, I'm probably going to actually forge it out. 
so here let me tell you something here's what here's a partial piece of my motivation for building the press i was thinking that if i could create texturizing uh dies like plates right before i profile the blade i would put the you know whatever stock steel i'm using i would put it into the press i would press my texture in and then profile the blade that way i could avoid all of these problems where i'm beating the living snot out of this piece of steel and it's moving and it's you know know, everything's kind of shifting Uh, i would get rid of all of that and i would just do it that way versus you know cutting it out and then texturizing it or hammering it out because i'm just having so many issues with that Oh, like I said, it's a pain in the ass. Definitely a pain in the ass to get done. Yeah, like like when they ask for hammering, it's extra charge. <laughs> it's like it's extra, yeah, no doubt. It takes fuel, a couple it's hours. Work, it's extra everything, you know. Yeah, yeah it takes a couple of hours. Yeah, exactly. Think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm sure like with the, the press idea. and dies would make it a lot easier too, though. Yeah, if you think about it, like no, I like the idea of the hand hammered. Yeah. You do? I, I do well, because it's, it's more. It's more of an artisan well, the, piece. But the texture, like, even if you designed the plate for the texture plate, or yeah. Whatever but the you texturing die you know, to me is no different than the uh, the rolls, the peen on the no the the rolls that uh, leather workers do for when they make like uh, textured okay, yeah, belts. Yeah. yeah, that's a good. That's exactly right. It's that's like fair. an yeah, embossing. That's exactly roll. right, Trent. It, it's just a method. Yeah, it, and you can turn yeah. the blade. You can turn it and move it and and get a a unique pattern no matter what yeah. you do. Uh, I think. I mean, so. it's it's just it's but it's th- just a different concept, way of I achieving think. a similar result. the The other thing yep, that I, I want agree. people to remember because there's a lot of knife makers who don't quite understand this yet. Eventually, eventually, all that hand hammering with some of your poor form that I've seen. You're going to have tendonitis, and that will stick with you for the rest of your life. (laughs) (laughs) Trent, that's their problem, not yours. I agree. (laughs) Instead of instead of teasing Brian because oh he didn't hand hammer, and it's like no, he saved his fucking elbow. You know. That's right. That's right. No, you definitely got to think about what. You know, like I've been doing it since I started making knives. I, I make my job easier. I make what I do easier by you know acquiring all this knowledge with people i meet like brian and trent i'm you know i've seen a few of your videos too uh i'm originally a woodworker carpenter so you know i relate to a lot of your your tools and your work and whatnot uh and shit i just lost my train of thought <laughs> how high are you right <laughs> Fuck, no that's the problem that's, that's the problem i want to know you remember how i said it helps me focus yeah it's been a good three hours since I've had my dose. Oh of shit! This is you're not high. No, That's I'm not. I'm right. I'm as straight as a fucking arrow, dude. Jeez, <laughs> give me a chance. Now, now I really oh, forgot shit. what I wanted to say. Oh my god! <laughs> you, yeah, you were talking I'm about sorry. how you're well, how well, you're well, learning it. about like how to improve your craft and how. Oh like, yeah, making my job easier yeah, and all yeah. that. You know, like you know, like I I made like. I started when I started making knives, I started looking around, you know, for tools to make my job easier. These tools are expensive, you know, so I needed a grinding jig. Okay. I looked around the shop. Okay. If I want to make a grinding jig, I need a welder. I never welded one weld in my life before I bought that welder. So I bought the welder. 
uh, that worked out. I made a jig and it worked, but my jig was shitty. I needed something better. I made another jig to make my job easier. And as I go and I make my job easier, I'm getting better product. I'm getting, you know, more orders, this and that, more money coming in. And I was able to acquire a better jig. I got one from uh, TR Maker, which is an awesome product. You know, I, I enjoy it. It's easy to work with. It's adequate for what we do. And I've reached that point with grinding jigs. But now there's all these other tools and add-ons that we could do for the grinder. You know, my grinder stand. I bought a welder. I learned how to weld on my own. I made my own grinder stand the other day, a couple weeks ago. You know, that makes my job easier because now I made storage on the stand. I got proper storage for my tooling arms and all that stuff. And, you know, I, the expression, I uh, kind of extended my shop from the inside. I've been doing that too, you know, trying to make everything nice and tight and where it needs to be. And, you know, I have to make racks and stuff like that so everything i'm doing is making it easier for me to get it done and you know they, they say practice makes perfect well the easier to practice the the better you'll get at what you do right absolutely so, so that's how i kind of see it i think any any single thing that you can do and i and and perhaps this will help trent in his endeavors is that uh every single day you make an effort to improve productivity is uh even if it's a small thing you know even if it's one little tiny thing you can make uh save a minute it makes a difference. Oh, yeah. Save a minute, um, buy a bidet. That's a, yeah, exactly. Well, that's, that's the philosophy. I, I, I don't that's know. That's the philosophy I mean, I, I behind. I spend a lot of time on the bidet. Oh, that's my the, God. You enjoy the bidet too much, Brian. That's <laughs> I spend a little more time than I normally would. I mean, you know. And he's not reading I never magazines. see him anymore. That's the philosophy the behind Kaizen and like 5S is these small yeah, incremental right. improvements that you got overall that right. have an impact. They all add yeah. up, man. Yeah. Yeah, they and all just add up. like and just like those improvements add up, Trent. The the uh boundaries, the 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 negatives, the walls that stop you, they add up too. So just remember that every single day that you wake up and you feel like, you know what, I don't have the energy. I can't do this and today I'm not going to accomplish. Those little things, they add up as well. So if you can combat those with, you know, positives and and con continually moving forward for your purpose, then you can break through those walls and it becomes a cycle where you're moving forward and not yeah. backward. No, I, I see that. I get that. I am. I, I encourage you every single day to to look at it like that. And I just want you to know that I am backing you 100% and I love you and I hope that you will break through and however we can do it together, we will do well, it. I got you too, man. Yeah. He's got your six, man. We're all there for Absolutely. you, everybody. That's what I like about this knife making maker community and all that. Most majority of people, except for the safety police and the fucking douchebags, <laughs> are nice people yeah. <laughs> they're my kind of people you know it's yeah, kind of like the snow it reminds me a lot of the snowboarding community i've been snowboarding for i'm going on my 32nd season and i skateboarded a whole lot holy of shit did I, you i play music did too. you start out on like a what a, like a stone tablet or you mean for snowboarding 
<laughs> Pretty much, yeah. No, I started off on a thick, molded piece of shit plastic snowboard with rubber straps for bindings back in 88. Made by Burton? No, I wasn't no even a Burton. I only got my real Burton, I think, was 89 <laughs> or 1990. Like it, it was like three skateboards screwed yeah. together. But now, like, that's one of my passions. Yeah. Though, you know, like, yeah. snowboarding drove me to get into better health, like, better shape health-wise and all that stuff because that was... Like when I went back to college, like I mentioned oh, earlier, I, had I tried, I, I tried I skateboarding. I was at one night. I tried snowboarding one time and I was like, holy fuck, how do these guys do this? It's yeah, way more well, effort than it looks like. To teach you. We had nobody back then. Yeah, it's yeah. way. But uh, anyways, I, I went back to school and I gained all this weight. I gained like 60 pounds, 70 pounds. I walked out of college. I was 260 pounds. I couldn't enjoy snowboarding. I was in pain. I was out of breath. I couldn't even bend over to strap in, you know. So that, you know, my passion of snowboarding was hurt from my health. Uh, I had the capacity and I had the right to do it. And I only I had the responsibility to take care of that issue. And I did so by taking action. Like, and this is way before I even heard about even even thought about working for something in life you know <laughs> and i worked for it I, I put myself on a healthy diet i lost a bunch of weight i started working out i kind of seemed to have hit a plateau at one point and then i met jen and she's a health nut and she's an instructor and all this good stuff so she kind of got me back into the grind I, I went down to 180 pounds at one point and i was ripped and i had the best snowboarding seasons ever and ever since my main goal is to have a better snowboarding season next season. So that drives me. And that comes back to say where I was telling you, Trent, oh, I'll go find something that drives you. Yeah. Even if it sucks. Yeah. Because eating healthy ain't that no, fun. No, it's not. It's worse than going to the gym every day for it's, an hour. That's true, yes. You know, going to the gym is one hour of your day, and eating healthy is your whole day. And it, it's harder than it seems, you know, Getting healthy is 80% diet, 20% gym, activity, whatever, you know? And, That's but true. like I said, I hated it, but it drives me to, for a better snowboard season and it drives me to stay healthy, you know? And like I said, you have to find a purpose and you have to find what drives you to get your shit done. Fucking like you said a while ago, pull your head out of your ass and go fucking get it mm -hmm. done. I know my, I like it might it. sound harsh. No, but you want to change. No, I want to change the podcast name to "Pull Your Head Out of Your Ass." <laughs> Trent, this is the "Pull Your Head Out of Your Ass" podcast. Yeah, no, that's what a lot of people have to do too. You know, because, like I said, this it's COVID affected a yeah. lot of people in bad ways, and, and yeah. the only way to get out of that bad fucking situation is to get your shit straight and get your head in line. You know, line shit up. Absolutely, because you got no matter you gotta what drive, in life, there's balance. Got to drive on, and every positive. Every negative has a positive in life. Yeah. And, and no matter what the negativity is, the outcome should be positive, and you just want to hope for it to be positive. And because what you hope for is what you get. If you say, I'm going to win a million dollars, but never buy a lottery ticket, you're never going to win that million dollars. But if you say, I'm going to win a million dollars and buy a lottery ticket every day, you, you just up your chances of having that million dollars. Well, if you wake up in the morning and you know what drives you and you put yourself to it, you will accomplish what you want no matter what. Because like I said, only you are responsible for it. Not Sarah giving you a challenge, clean out your basement or whatever, you know, or not Brian 
you know, just being there like a shoulder to cry on, you know, we all need it. I'm not saying it's bad and I'm not calling you out on it. I'm just saying it's your responsibility. No, and that's, that's the thing. Calling me out on it is fine. I I have to be accountable. It's my life. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. If, if I don't get my shit together, it doesn't affect you or Brian. It only affects me. I have to be accountable to my action or lack thereof. Yep. But hey, you, you know what you got to do. You're 41 years old. We're all the same age. I think you're. How old are you, Brian? I'm 29. <laughs> I don't know how old you guys Sweet. are. I just I just Sweet. turned 18. I was 29 <laughs> before I turned 30 once. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm 40. I'm 43. Yeah. Okay, no, so I'm, we're pretty much all around the same age. I'll be 40 yeah, yeah. in December. You know, and we've been yeah. through our fair share of shit in life. You know, and, and we all had our ups and downs. And and on, I'll be upfront with you guys. I, I used to have a bad drug addiction problem and alcohol addiction problem and all that good stuff well bad stuff i should say but you know i pulled my head out of my ass on my own but not everybody could do that though that like trent was saying and you were saying a while ago not everybody could handle situations in a way like that and i didn't rely on anybody for help i didn't want to bother anybody that was the main reason why i didn't ask for help but i made everybody aware what was going on so they didn't try to figure out what the hell was wrong with me, make it fair for them. But once I got through it, I learned something in life and I learned that I didn't want to be back in that place. You know, and it, it took a wake up call for, for that to happen. And wake up calls come regularly. We, we wake up and anything could happen during the day. And that could be your wake up call. It could be an awakening. It could be anything. And you just got to listen. You have to be awake. You have to be wide open to, anything opinions uh, other people's thoughts suggestions anything you know you just have to be open and not yeah, outside sim- stimuli you know it's it's it, every single day i'm always looking and trying to resonate with what's coming from the outside to me and i try to read that and think okay am i on the right path today because i know i can be and i can be off and i can do different things yeah. but uh, you know, the, every single day, the, the the universe will have its way of tuning me into place yep. and putting me in my place. And I think what Trent is dealing with right now is that that turmoil. The univ- yeah, that turmoil. The the universe is like pounding him shifting, over the head, shifting yeah, over and, his head, and, and he's a little bit resistant of of what's happening. And he's he's like, you know what? I, I want to change. Open. Yeah, and and he he's resisting it a bit, and uh, yeah, I know Trent, I know, and I I'm telling you, man, it's it's a thing, and and at some point you you almost have to like let no, go. I, 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 you have to, and, and you said the same thing to me. You're like, you just need to let this go because yeah. it's going to eat you alive. And I'm telling you right now, yeah. hey, let it go. Practice and, what you preach, it, man. Go you know, go with the flow the, a little bit. The best bit. way I can describe it is have you ever kayaked and gone over a spill and you get caught in yes. the uh and you can't get yeah, out. Yeah, you know, in the churn. Like a jetty. And you can't and what yes. you've got to do in that situation, you can't fight it. The more you fight it, pull out. You don't get spit out. The worse you, it is. You've got to you yeah, to you've got to stay calm and ride it through and eventually the churn will spit you out. Ride yeah. it out, man. Yep. Right and, and, and this is, this is your jetty. Yeah. And you can do it, man. And and you can do it because 
and, and number one, I want to recognize your courage for saying yes. something and talking about it today and, and just releasing it out into the world. Cause you know, every single person that's hearing this right now, uh, is learning something from your experiences or judging you. Uh, yeah, possibly Some judging are. you. The douchebags are. Yeah, the douchebags are, are judging you. But the thing is, th- those are like two percent. Yeah, but that's what that that's what could be used as fuel for your drive, though. It could be the haters. The They're the best kind of fuel that's out there. Just like like we said, hold my beer and watch me go. You know, you think I yeah. can't do this? You think I'm wrong? Let me prove you otherwise. You know, the other ninety eight percent though are learning. Because they're younger than us and they're hearing what you're saying and they're going, oh, man, that could happen to me. I could feel that way or I have felt that way or, you know, and and, and we're all empathizing with you. It could happen so, to every one of us. We're all on the same ship boat. Yeah, you got that right. We're all human and we I all just, feel the same way. So we got your I, back, I just, brother. I just we want, want you to, to know remove, however we need to do yeah, it. We can I do just it. want to remove a lot of the stigmatism because it's it's. No, mental health exactly. is an issue, man. It's and, real. and I don't like. I don't. I've had too many of my friends and colleagues who've decided to make that ultimate decision, and you can't walk that back. And I don't want people right. to be as a yeah. And I, I don't want well. people to be in that situation. No, it doesn't. It's not fun for no one, man. It's like I said. We all have our walk of walk of life. You know, we've all been down our paths. Ooh, we've all seen shit different colors fucking yellow green white blue whatever color your shit is but they will wash it out it doesn't matter just fucking move forward push every day yeah let the bidet take care of the shit <laughs> in your life <laughs> that's right turn that knob yes. and let the bidet wash the shit <laughs> off of your butthole and have a Absolutely. good day <laughs> yeah that's exactly right have a good day with your bidet that's it that's a <laughs> Never Listen. would I have thought that hey. a forty dollar Amazon purchase would turn into this madness. It's it's been the subject of conversation for most of this podcast. It really has. Yeah, yeah. Just there's like going to be said, such like an said, I told you so. Ago, it's been two and a half hours, and we're going to let you guys go. So you're going to have to like yeah, I was end just this show say. again a second time. It's almost been three hours. Yeah, We're at two hours and 58 minutes. Yeah. And to be honest, I have to go take a big, uh, greasy Brian. And, Sweet. And, oh uh, and You do that with I, the door open or with the door yeah, closed? Well, yeah, you know, I like to show dominance by leaving the door open. <laughs> and use the bidet. Does she smell your ass when you're done? Or? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you've enjoyed the Work For It podcast, please make sure you go out to your favorite podcast feed and leave Leave us a five-star review. You have been listening to the Work For It podcast. My name is Brian House. I am joined with my best man, my Mr. Man, Mr. Trent Hill, and my wife, Sarah. And also, if you don't know Mr. Nick Tobin, go out and find his Instagram at Pickle Cutters, and that's with a K. And a pickle, Z. And a Z, Pickle Cutters. Double T. And a double T and uh, find his work and uh, and support everybody who's been on this show. I'm Thank on you so Facebook much for as well, too, guys. Pickle cutters Facebook. on Facebook. Yeah. Find them on Facebook. We are we are on we're covering social media. 
Hell yeah. Uh, just just like the bidet is covering. <laughs> uh, Please stop. Splashing. Yeah. Please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks so All much right, for guys. listening. I'm going to let right. you guys go. I got uh, wax. I don't have shit to do. Uh, all right. Yeah. All. Get, get, will you go work for it? All righty. All right. Nick, would you please? Yeah, I'm, going, right. I'm going to medicate right now. All right. Medicate up, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. All, all right. right have everybody. a good night. Thanks folks. for listening. Bye. Right, good folks. night. Bye bye. If you like this show, take a look at our other shows made for makers just like you at www.makery.network. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.